It's the spooky time. Thank you, Laura. It's time for Halloween! Except not right now, because we're recording this ahead of time. But it's almost Halloween where you are. Uh, and against all odds, <laughs> Lauren is DMing. <laughs> Lauren is doing a thing. You're making stuff happen. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Lauren Morgan. I am on Dice Funk. That's kind of the only thing I'm known for. Uh... And I sell titty pictures. That's basically it. I'm your DM today because I hate myself. Uh, and now I'm going to introduce my co-DM, Austin. Okay, so full disclosure, I tried to pawn this off on Laura and I said, hey, do you want to get kicked out of the nest screaming on the way down? And she bullied me, <laughs> viciously bullied me into showing up. Um, so I'm, she says co-DM, that's very generous. She's the star of the show. I'm just here to make sure that when math happens, uh, she doesn't have to think about it. <laughs> that's my main function. You're also there to tell us when one of us tries to do a thing that the rules say we can't do, that we're too dumb to know we can't do. <laughs> well, because it's extremely funny when you ignore me, not because we're actually going to stick to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess this is my show, Dice Funk. I think people probably know me either from that or, I mean, I was editor-in-chief of Channel Awesome's video game website for half a decade before that stuff happened. Everyone knows from the YouTube drama videos. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was editor of the second half of Fish Shark Marketing. Um, I'm setting it up, by the way, to throw to the next person in line. Um, but let's see, I'm going to establish the precedent for self uh, promotion patreon.com slash austin yorsky is how i buy groceries but there's links to everybody's social media and patreons in the description of this episode wherever you found it so you just get your meaty fingers in there and click them and you will find what you're looking for but that's me i intend to talk as little as possible so lauren can really shine but i will be chiming in as you know background npcs if so if i think of a good joke uh and i will also be helping combat so that's my role this week. Hope to be as quiet as I can. Next up, uh, we have a new player to the Dice Funk universe. And uh, who are you? Tell me about yourself. Is that me? Are we, are we addressing me? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you. You're, you're new. Hello. What's up? I'm Jim Sterling. I'm from the internet sometimes. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know about me. I'm fairly nondescript. All right, I'm going to go in and change those, those description links. It no longer says patreon.com slash gymposition. It just says from the internet sometimes. And it, it leads to a rickroll yeah. now. I got a YouTube channel. It's called Jim Sterling. And I'm on Twitter. It is called Jim Sterling. I mean, once you know the name, that's the key to the city as, as far as my content Excellent goes. Excellent branding. You've, you've hacked into the mainframe like a hacker from the 90s. So you're in. Yep. Well, that's somebody. Who's next? <laughs> that's that. That's that. Um, I'm also somebody. Should I introduce myself? I mean, you gotta at some point, right? Yes. Yeah, I gotta do that thing. I'm Laura. Laura Kate Dale. I go by Laura K Buzz in most of the places on the internet. That's where you find me. I do a lot of things. If you listen to Dice Funk, I'm I'm on the the recent series of that, and I promote myself there. So go check out the links. But I do a podcast with Jim. And I also do a podcast, the same podcast, with Conrad, who's normally on Dice Funk. That's that's how that triangle works. Um, there's also Jane. You're here. I am here. I also do a podcast with you, but that's called Queer and Pleasant Strangers. 
Yeah. Uh, Are you the center of the Venn, Venn diagram? Is this like the extended lore oh of the cinematic gosh. universe? Oh my Oh yeah, it's yeah. six degrees of connection. You can connect to anyone from in the world from six degrees from me. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm Jane, or Janiac, and I can be found on patreon.com slash Radio, or you can search for Stoned Monkey Radio on Redbubble and buy one of my fabulous butt plug soup t-shirts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> can you run that phrase back? <laughs> Slower. Butt plug soup. when you like a delicious can of butt plug soup it's very filling that is the soup du jour every jour (laughs) that piece of art for the butt plug soup is great the shading on the butt plug is amazing I really want to look it up but I can't look up butt plug soup (laughs) do it you coward (laughs) well those are the people that we are Every every sentence you say ends with you like trying to escape. <laughs> That's called my life. Okay, so this is a spooky one-shot fun time Halloween adventure. Let me tell you about it. First, I lied. Tell me about your characters. Dan, that was a spooky trick you played. <laughs> it's called That Was On Purpose and I'm Not Dying Inside My Brain. I've got a character. I'm I'm gonna be playing Roger Byron McQuack the Fifth. Um, he's very, very rich, very rich. Um, Aracocra, they're the bird people. He's basically Scrooge McDuck, um, but he's got magic. Um, more so than that, he's got wild magic, because who cares about the consequences of your magic when there are people who can clear up those consequences for you? Speaking of wild magic, I'll just go ahead and establish right now. Uh... I did come with my own, so Laura, it'll be a D8, because I only came up with eight. Yep, no worries. Also, we're not doing wild magic strictly by the book. We're doing it because then it wouldn't really come up much, if at all, in a one-shot. So it's going to come up a little more often than it would in an actual campaign. But spooky, weird things might happen by random chance when I do a magic. I like to imagine someone tuning into Dice Funk and getting really mad that we don't follow the rules. <laughs> I just like to picture their face. <laughs> we never do. Just the sweat on their brow as they shake with rage. I just want unintended consequences to my rich boy's magic. If you look, well, I guess the listeners can't look. Sorry, sex to suck. If the players look and they're all 20, I do have icons. Laura, look at your beautiful son. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. And he's smooching on some money. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got more money than he knows what to do with, and he does not care what happens when he does a magic, and he's an old old man duck. There better not be any social commentary in here. <laughs> <laughs> if there is, it's not on purpose. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, Eric Crocra. Eric duck, millionaire, billionaire, whatever money is. He's, he's a rich, rich old man duck. Who else has got a character? Um, I'm gonna be playing uh, Henri. I'm a steely cat rogue. I'm a tabaxi cat rogue, and I steal things, and I'm horn. That's basically <laughs> what I do. You're playing a horny cat, <laughs> a horny deceptive cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Jerry. Wait, no, Jerry's the mouse. Tom from Tom and Jerry, because I did not want to look up horny cat, so I just went with mischief. See, I I was thinking about horny cat, and the first thing I thought of was Pepe Le Pew. Never Pepe. But Le he's Pew. not a cat. The answer is never Pepe Le Pew. Is he not a cat? Oh yeah, he's, he's a, a skunk. skunk. He's a skunk. It's the cat that he's into. 
Lauren, we had this exact conversation like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it's creepy. Right. Um, I'm Marquis Hale Quim, and I'm a bard, a jester specifically, but I don't get no bookings no more, and it ain't my fault. Society's moved on. My jokes are still funny. My jokes are still funny. It's the halflings that are sensitive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and there's a very squished picture of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Get wrecked, Jerry. <laughs> so we got a miserly duck man, a really horny cat, and an elf, a half-elf jerk. <laughs> Uh, did we all mention our classes? I know, Laura, you're a wild magic sorcerer. How do you do this every year, Austin? <laughs> DMing is the hardest job I've ever had, and I used to dig ditches for a living. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then we got uh, Horny Cat Rogue, and then we got Bard, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Lovely. So today's adventure takes place in Fantasy Las Vegas. I can't think of a fake name. It's Las Vegas. It's Fantasy Vegas, yeah. Damn, if only if you had had a whole month <laughs> to wow. think about it. You know who I am. Just call it Ye Olde Las Vegas. If you just affix Ye Olde to everything, then it is instantly fantastical and whimsical. What if it's Ye Nui Las Vegas? Oh. <laughs> so, for some reason or another, y'all have decided it's a great time to go gambling. Everybody loves to gamble. I'm a rich old duck man. It's always a good time to go gambling. And there's the, uh, you know, the world-renowned Mr. Spooky's House of Fun. <laughs> it is one of the most historic casinos in the area. It's known for its grand design and architecture. If you will look to the Roll20, the building on the outside... Um, very in the style of Vegas. There's, like, Roman columns and shit. It looks like some cheesy recreation. Uh, but it's upside down. Because that's fun. Ooh. When you enter the casino, the first room, like the lobby, there's a big statue of the founder, Mr. Spooky. Uh, kind of looks like the Monopoly Man or whatever shitty old rich guy. It's fine. <laughs> Where it gets a little silly is inside, uh, <laughs> covering the walls, there are shelves with little stuffed animals uh, called gambables that you may or may not know about. And you're going to because I'm going to tell you. So, Mr. Spooky, his thing was he loves gambling and he loves animals. What's better than gambling and animals? Put them together, gambables. Uh, his his dream idea was to start a business of selling gambling animals, stuffed animals, to help teach the children how to gamble. Is it did not like, go well. Is this like a Furby that when you like you know press its belly, it goes? Make Get sure to up the ante. <laughs> this just sounds like most video games now. <laughs> Ooh, commentary. Uh, <laughs> the other thing you will notice is that all of the dealers and employees are animals. Not animal people, like not an Aarakocra or Tabaxi. 
They're just animals wearing clothes. I love it. <laughs> it's all 100% animals. Do 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 they speak or are they just bleating and mooing? No, they talk. Okay. <laughs> Lauren, that was your last chance to get out of all the accents you have prepared and you blew it. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, the first room is the beginner's room. And that's where you'll walk in. Uh, there are three options for us to start this gambling adventure. Uh, and I will let y'all choose. So you, there is two kinds of slots and then there's porker. Ah, oh, slots, slots is easy. Slots is easy. I'm, I'm curious about what's new. I'm, I'm on board for porker. I mean, I've investigated quite a few slots in my time, but uh, I'm always up for a popping. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a picture of a pig in a hat! <laughs> and a bandana! The bandana! I didn't even notice the bandana with the hat. That's two things that it's got on. Oh, that's the best thing. Well, howdy, y'all. My name is Rodney Pig. And I'm here as your porker dealer. Uh, without even hearing the rules, um, <laughs> Roger Byron McQuath, uh, McQuath's all money down on the table. I'm in. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a big move there, partner. Are you sure the beginner room is for you? Well, if it's the beginner room, how difficult can it be? Well, if you lose all your money in the first game, do you I'm not gonna complain, but I'm just telling you ah, it's all the money in my pocket here, but I always go get more. There's no all the money. There's, there's, there's all the money. Uh hoof it over with his little paw and then give you chips. Are y'all are y'all little partners in too? Sure, why not? Didn't mean. Do you do you just employ animals? Who does your comedy for you? Oh, we have a very uh, unusual way of hiring employees. Uh, it's a lot of lot of background checks. It's very selective. We're not hiring right now. Um, Is it? Are you just saying that because it's me? Because <laughs> cause I can scale back the blue material and, and, and totally cut out the, the whole bit about pigs if you've heard that bit. If you've not, don't worry about it. Honestly, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> You're just saying that. Everyone's heard of me. I'm Markley Hail Quim. That's a lot of cues there. Still never heard of you. So, uh, is this y'all's first time to the House of Fun? Oh, yes. First first time here. First, not first time gambling, but first time gambling here. I mean, I've been to a lot of fun houses, but uh, first time here. Uh, what brings y'all to our fine little building today? Well, the building's upside down. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's an, it, it catches the eye. If I'm going, if I'm going to go and spend some money somewhere, I might as well be able to tell people it was in an upside down building. That's a story. Story's worth what? Couple, couple thousand gold. <laughs> Seemed like a new place. I thought that maybe I would rub my face on a few things, claim them as my own. <laughs> uh, please refrain from touching the decor. If we play poker, the drinks free. <laughs> a halfling sitting next to you says, "Oh, the drinks here cost an arm and a leg, bruv." Whose arms and legs? <laughs> if you bet against me, it'll be yours. 
Sounds like fun. Uh, Henri's going to start purring. <laughs> oh, well, you know, have you ever played poker before? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Pretty good at poking. It's pretty much... Oh, nope. It's pretty much that, except everything is pig-themed. Oh, I can... Uh, that, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Marky takes out a little notebook that he carries with him full of definitely not stolen jokes <laughs> and writes down porker. <laughs> uh, sir, I don't know what's in that there book uh, you're writing in, but let me just tell everybody right now. There will be no cheating in this casino. I'm not cheating. I'm not that desperate. What have you heard? I've got money. Hey, 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 hey there, partner. I never said you didn't have money. It's just you take out a book. You start looking at things. It's, you know, in school, you take out a book during the test, you're in trouble. Uh, just... This is Marquis Hale Quim's book of definitely not stolen jokes. This is worth more than this casino, the amount of solid gold in here. I still don't know who you are, but don't cheat. Uh, we will know. Two security guards step out of the darkness. Two giant grizzly bears. Oh, they have sunglasses on. At this point, Laura minimizes the uh, detect thoughts tab that was open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not even. They're just two big bears. They're not wearing security guard uniforms. They don't have billy clubs. They're just real bears. They have sunglasses, though. Okay, sunglasses. All right, so I'm gonna hoof. God, how do pigs shuffle cards? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a recurring issue throughout this entire one shot. Throw them on the right. table and just squidge them around. The, the answer is adorably. The pig will do it adorably. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Rodney starts attempting to shuffle with his little hoofs. He just kind of kicks them all over the table, walks them back, walks around, and piles them back up. All right, I rolled a fourteen for luck because there's no skill you can use to influence. I guess. Wisdom, right? To read your opponents. So I guess wisdom. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a one. Plus two for me. Um. Alright, so Halfling Austin rolled a 14. <laughs> I'm not even playing and I win Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th I think the Halfling takes your money and uh, says, Alright, I'm off to the High Rollers room. Later, losers. And leaves. Um... Mr. McQuack um, calls out to the other room, Manfred! Manfred! Um, and someone runs in with some more money and um, passes it over to him and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like y'all got hustled by that no-name halfling. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. You've got to lose money to make money. Y'all wanna play another hand, or would you like to visit somebody else? I do love having company. Uh, let's move to the next the next game. Alright. Let's fill some slots. Yes. There are two kinds of slots. The first one... A baby? Don't say that. The audience is gonna think it's literal and not your baby. It's not speak. a real baby. <gasps> oh, that's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. If you would like to play... Just pull the lever. Yes, an adorable little sloth baby. I don't care what you do. I'm gonna take a nap. Okay, Danny friend. 
Does I don't care what you do mean I'm not going to pay attention and stop you cheating? Okay, so let me just clarify something here. <laughs> it's D&D, so there's magic. That's what Austin always says. <laughs> so you can assume that there is anti-cheating magic in <sighs> fake Las Vegas. As a great philosopher once said, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Now, I'm not saying don't cheat, because it could be fun. I'm gonna do things with all these spells I got. I've got all this deception. <laughs> uh, it takes you a really long time to pull the lever. <laughs> A lot of resistance. And when it does start rolling, it's very, it's very slow. Nine! That's below average. Okay. Yeah, so you get, like, leaf, a uh, different kind of leaf, <laughs> a third kind of leaf, but they're not all the same kind of leaf. So, uh, it, oh, that's too bad. Okay, let's try this out. Thirteen. You get, like, a leaf, the same kind of leaf, and then another leaf. So you don't completely lose, but it, like, spits out, like, a couple coins at you. Nothing nothing big, but it's humoring you. I'm on up. A very depressed Marquis having lost basically his night's dinner in Porker. Because <laughs> he ain't got much money. Wearily puts a coin in and gives it a yank and gets 12. Okay, well, no. Y'all are getting rolled by the sloth. Yeah, the sloth, the sloth is like, wow, you know, it's a really slow slot machine, so it's supposed to be easy, but you, some people just don't have any hand-eye coordination. Oh, I'm feeling cold out here. Um, right, right, right. Uh, let me think. Which of which of my which of my which of my manservants is good with hand-eye coordination? Um, Cedric, Cedric, come in, come in, Cedric. Um, and someone else is gonna run in and put a coin in and pull the uh, the lever. Are all your like servants also ducks? Um, yeah, they're all they're all ducks. They're all ducks. Okay, that so says you just got like a whole entourage of Aarakocra ducks. Yeah, but you'll notice all of these these other duck Aarakocra that come in are, you know, l- eyes at the ground. Don't don't make eye contact with McQuack, you know. Don't make eye contact with the quack. You get in, you do your job, and you get out. That needs to be, like, on a shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cedric's pretty cute. I'll be messing with my servants. They are here. They are here to do important work, and that is not... To do work with you. Oh, you know, maybe just a little manhandling. It seems fine to me. Here's one. I don't know why I'm paying for my own slot machines when McQuack could foot the bill. Now that's solid gold. That's solid gold right there. I'll, I'll I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If you can make one joke that makes me laugh, rest of the night's on me. I'll be honest with you, that was my best one, and I've been working on it since we stepped foot in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Laura, not McQuack laughing. Well, you guys suck. I'm going back to bed. Very well, I'm told. We suck. The sloth's going to climb back behind the machines, but across the hallway from the sloth, uh, smiles for miles. <laughs> 
there's a there's another kind of slots that are a little less slow. And this guy's name is Miles because he has so many smiles. <laughs> oh, I don't know what kind of cat this is, but it's adorable. Hello, my name is Miles. I'm the ocelot, slot, slot, slots, ocelots. <laughs> Hello there. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm good. Seems like we have a slow day today. The boss always likes when we pull more people in. Uh, gotta keep business going. You guys want to lose some money on some slots? I would love to pump money into your slots. I don't like that. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just how I am. I'm terribly sorry. I did not mean to offend. Uh, okay. I'll, yeah, just, just slot the I will feel that. Um, McQuack just nods over and goes, He did mean, he did mean to do that. Hey, hey, I, look, it's, consent is very important. If he's not into that, that's fine. I will step away, I do not wish to offend anyone. This casino just got really weird. I got 17. Oh shit. Alright, you got, rat, rat, rat. Nice, I got my rat out. All rats, all rats all day. It's going to start spewing coins at you. I thought you were going to say rats. <laughs> oh, no, I know now also rats. Rats and coins. We're free! <laughs> no, you aren't. Wait. Oh, no, my rats. <laughs> my rats now. What? Why did you keep your rats in there? Uh, I store them in there for snacking. Uh... Probably not the best when things come out, but hey, more rats. There's always rats. How many rats can I catch? Roll a d20, and the number you get is how many rats you catch. 15. That's a lot of rats. That is a lot of rats. <laughs> okay. You can put all those rats. Yeah. <laughs> We're not free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can catch them all, but do you have somewhere to put them? <laughs> I, yeah, I have a backpack. I have an adventurous pack. And look at you having D&D supplies. It's <laughs> <laughs> showing up like this is D&D. Uh, if you give me back some of those rats there, I'll tell you something fun. Why do I sound like the pig? <laughs> uh, Henri just fixes you right in the eyes and just slowly slides one of the rats across the table. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> This is a rat killing podcast now. <laughs> it's not. I love rats. They're very good pets. But yeah, you're the number one rat defender. Is logged on. Yeah, but I mean, ocelots like to eat things. They're little guys. So to the backseat. Uh. So here we are having dinner together. Uh, maybe when I'm off shift. Uh, it's kind of weird because I'm just a normal ocelot, and you're like a person. Yeah, the bar for the horniest dice funk character is extremely high, but I definitely think interspecies on this level is going to be something hard to beat in the future. It's, it's, a, it's a whole other level of horny. I'm a tabaxi. Yeah. I'm nearly a cat. Uh, well, I mean, you, are you here for a challenge? Do you like a do you like a challenge? Something a little more exhausting? Something a little harder? I do like to get the Aldenauts. What about you, Duckman? 
Yeah, my theory right now is the reason I'm losing is these games are simply too easy. I, I, it's a sort of uh, 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 polarizing, mirroring effect. They're games below my station, and as such, obviously, it's just not working. So, up the ante, what's the challenge? Are you trying to introduce horseshoe theory to gambling? Yes. Are there any more rats in the machine? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, things aren't going very well for me right now, and I might need some for my dinner. I can spare your rats. I've got 13 left. They are very delicious. I'll tell you what I can get. If I eat a rat now, then I can save some money for Big Kev, and he don't have to take me other kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> sure, friend. Have a rat. All right, well, seems like y'all are the kind of customers we look for here at Mr. Spooky's. I mean, the the main room is open to everyone. Uh, but we have a special room for some of our more distinguished, uh, intelligent, brave guests. Just out out of character hearing this, considering that we've lost most of the, the rounds of gambling we've done so far. In my brain, this is, oh, you're being taken to the suckers room. <laughs> <laughs> suckers, what? No. <laughs> uh, so Ocelot's gonna take your little hands. With his little mouth, he's going to stamp you guys each of the stamp. And it's shaped like a bat, because spooky. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling the Halloween now. Yeah. Uh, Follow me. All right, so Smiles for Miles Miles is going to pat away on his little beans, because he's just a normal ocelot, and they're not that big. Uh, and take you to a ominous looking curtain. <sighs> he will slide. There's def- <laughs> there's definitely a grizzly bear bouncer. Or no, a different bear. Polar bear bouncer? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got like the wraparound sunglasses. <laughs> hey there, Miles. How's it shaking? I got some new winners for the winners room. Is that an audible wink? <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that, but come on in. More the, more the merrier. Uh, can I have the rest of those rats, though? They were kind of mine. I paid for them. I won them fair and square. They came out the machine. I think I think that speaks for itself. You can have another one. Hey, we got a rat to ch- we got a rat to chip exchange program behind the curtain. Come on. Fair enough. I will. Tried some of my rats in for chips, but I'm keeping two for a snack. Thank you, Bruce. I'm waiting for these rats to become instrumental in the finale of whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, my brain is mush and just rat time. <laughs> That's how improv works. You say the word rat accidentally and suddenly the whole fucking session's about rats. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, y'all are in the, is everybody going to the winner's room? The whole gang? Yeah. Yes, because you have to. McQuack is going there because obviously, yeah, he, he 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 deserves to be a winner. It's this room's fault he's not been a winner. Shelving, buddy. So this is a much larger room, more grandiose, high ceilings, very vaulted. You cannot reach them. Do not try. <laughs> <You cannot. laughs> there will be consequences. <laughs> I have to tell them not to try because we'll try. Well, see, now you've said not to try. I've gone to look at my list. Like, do I have spider climb? Like, what do I have? <laughs> okay, I said don't try. <laughs> uh, in this room, there are 
There's craps, which is the thing with the hook and the dice. Google it. (laughs) (laughs) There's blackjack. Everybody knows that that is 21, blah, 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 blah. And there's pachinko, which is kind of like, what does it remind me of? Is it like the fucking- Pinball? It's like standing up pinball when it falls down? Like standing up pinball. I was thinking of, was it the fucking, the Wheel of Fortune or some shit? But that's real lit. You, you drop a marble down a thing and it bounces off some other stuff and you might win something. Well, I've got a set of weighted dice, so I'm going to try for some craps, I think. You don't get to use your own dice. I've got very high sleight of hand. Okay. McQuack wants to go for the blackjack table. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Black quack. <laughs> Black quack, quack, quack jack? Black quack. That's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I picked mine mainly just because I want to leave Jim with Pachinko. <laughs> All right. So we've got McQuack on Outback Blackjack. Who's going to do crab craps? I'm going to do craps. And we've got Mark Marquis. <laughs> yep. Marquis understands Pachinko because it's just colors and movement. And that's about as much as he can cope with. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with McQuack. As you approach the blackjack table, <laughs> you will see it is manned by... Um, an uncomfortably buff kangaroo. He's too buff. That's a real kangaroo, guys. Yeah, that's I'm a just real saying. Jack kangaroo. Oh no! Lay off the juice, man. Good day. My name is something Australian. <laughs> Bruce. Um, Bru- I think I called somebody else Bruce. Doug. Yeah, you called the bear Bruce. The bear and the. There are multiple people named Bruce. Yeah, this is Kangaroo Bruce, the other one's Bear Bruce. Yeah. Ka- Kanga Bruce. Yeah, Kanga Bruce. Hello, I'm Kanga Bruce. Hello, hello, Um, Please don't break my kneecaps. How can we play a game today? All right. Do you understand the how to do an Australian accent? Because I don't. Uh, you know the rules. You, you put the cards down, you gotta get the 21. Now I'm talking like a gangster. Yes, yeah, so I've got to get up to 21. I know the, I know how to count. I count my money frequently. I just sit at home and count it over and over and over and over and over. This translates weirdly well into dice, because a 10 is the most you can get on a card. So if you roll a d10, that simulates getting cards to get up to 21. I, I, I can handle that, I think. Um, I guess an ace is 1 or 11, but... Okay. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll the d10. That's six. All right, I've got six. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go again. Yeah, you get two cards to start. Okay, so 16, starting. Hmm. Yeah, 16. Do you stay, or do you want to hit? There's a, on a d10, there's a 50-50 odds of being above or below. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick at 16. Oh, what kind of coward are you? Oh, I'm walking here. I'm a Bostonian kangaroo. <laughs> um, McQuack does not like being belittled, and he's gonna he's gonna do one more. I know it's as a as a player, I know it's foolish, but I think McQuack would. So, uh, two. So that's eighteen. There we go. All right, kangaroo starts at fifteen. 
plus eight. Uh, that's twenty-three. You bust. Oh no! I won. <laughs> I never lose. <laughs> if you spend a little less time in the gym and a little more time in your money vault, counting your lots and lots and lots of money, maybe you'd be better at a simple arithmetic game. Uh, and maybe you can shut your mouth. This is a very hostile deal. <laughs> the kangaroo is gonna hit a button under the table, and then sound effects. See, I knew, I I told you all it was the wrong room. I'm in the winners' room, and now I'm winning. <laughs> McQuack, you get shrunk and pulled into a giant version of blackjack. Oh no! Oops! 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 Is this, is this, uh, it's just my prize. What happened? What's going on? Now we're playing for real. Oh, do I get to use magic now I'm down here? I assume you've, you've, you've used some sort of magic on me, I'm guessing. I sure I am. I love to do a magic. Here's the rules, Quackbutt. <laughs> you have to get 21 damage to escape. And if you go higher... You start back over at the beginning. Meantime, I will be hitting you with big giant cards. So, to be clear, I have to deal 21 damage to you, or I have to take 21 damage? You have to give me 21 damage, do it to me. Okay. Uh, and if you go over, you have to start over. You have to hit exactly 21. Oh, I have to hit exactly 21. Ooh. Roll initiative. Interesting, okay. Gambling. Woo! Uh... Ten on initiative. Oh no, five for the kangaroo. Oh no! Not only do I not have the accent of my ancestors, but I rolled so poorly. So yeah, so, so the, the decreasingly Australian kangaroo pushes a, pushes a button under the blackjack table, shrinks you down to the size of a poker chip. You land on the table. Uh, he's looming over you like a, a giant, and you're just like uh, you know running around in the green felt, and he just starts. Uh, gambiting cards at you, like the X-Men character Gambit. <laughs> Your turn. That was the kangaroo. Okay, I get to go first. Um, I'm going to use a level uh, a level one spell slot to cast Magic Missile. Mm. Um, so what's my modifier for that is? Uh, There's no modifiers. Uh, it's just what spell slot you cast it at. It always hits. Oh, Magic Missile always hits. Yep. Hooray, that's good. Um, so I do three lots of d4 plus one. Math, math, math. Um, so that's four, four, and five. Um, nine, thirteen damage with magic missile. That all you got? Hit, 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 hit. And he deals a big card to you. That's a nine that misses, and that's eleven that almost certainly misses, huh? Uh, eleven is my AC. Oh, you got hit. So you dodge. Talk shit, get hit. All right, you take four damage from the Queen of Hearts. Oh, that's all right. Um, we didn't say at the beginning, these characters are level five? Yes, oh, level five. All right. I'm sorry, Austin. You failed me. I did? <laughs> no, McQuack, it's your turn. Okay, so I did uh, how much damage last time? Uh, 13, so I need to deal eight damage. Okay. Eight damage to the Rue? Hmm. Do I have a magic missile again? Oh, yeah, this is a really interesting challenge. Um, that I came with all, all by myself. No help. 
Do mm, with magic missile. Do you have to target the same thing every time? With no, all three you, of your, you choose the targets. Okay, and can I roll and then choose where to assign the damage? No. No. Okay. No. You can choose how many. You can fire one into the ground and two into the rue, or some combination like that. Yeah. You... I I'm gonna fire two into the rue with magic missile and one just into the into the somewhere into the room. Two in the rue sounds familiar. We're looking for eight damage. Roll it up. Yeah. So I'm just rolling two of them now. Oh fuck. You okay? I forgot about wild magic. Uh. That's all right, we'll deal with that in a second. So that's three, I need five. That's three again, so I need to deal two more damage. Yep, we're looking at 19. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting close. But also, Lauren forgot about the wild magic. You don't have to admit that to the audience. You can just say you've decided now it's time for wild magic. Well, that's nice of you. They won't know. I like to just say how shitty I am, that nobody has expectations. <laughs> Yeah, the self-deprecation is part of your brand. Yes. All right. So now, because you're so close and not because Lauren forgot, <laughs> it's wild magic time. So you only have to do one because I forgot. So I'll only make you do one for now. But roll a D8. I roll a D8 and something's going to happen. Uh, five. What does five do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Five is bowl of mystery soup. Oh, <laughs> which I forgot I wrote. <laughs> Austin was like, "I'm eating soup." What, what is the bowl of mystery soup? Um, it's a mystery. I can <laughs> Do tell I just you right have now. A bowl of soup now. It is steaming. It is quite pungent. You can't quite place what it smells like, and you don't know if you hate it or if you like it. And there's some very weird chunks you don't know what they are like is that vegetables is that meat what is it and it's like a like a gray broth all right so a bowl of soup magically appears in mcquack's hands and it is the ruse turn he's gonna uh gonna continue throwing cards at you that's a nine and an eight both miss so you dodge the flying cards while also holding on to your soup okay what's the damage value on a bowl of hot soup i don't know well it's a mystery that's the problem um it's your turn. We're looking for two damage. This is the part where uh, we test Laura's knowledge of the game of D&D 5th edition. How do you do two damage? Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I have a thing that does just two damage. Um, McQuack is going to run up and just unarmed strike. All right. So that's uh, for, make your attack. That's just yeah. uh, that's that's a plus a, four. Um, it's strength. All right. Yeah, uh... Damn, you're a strong duck. 17! Does 17 hit? Sure does. Uh, so that's exactly two bludgeoning damage. Is it? Yeah, Yeah. according to my, my, uh, D&D Beyond thing, I do two bludgeoning damage. What? What are the chances of that? I don't know, but (laughs) it's what the sheet says. It's the sheet I sent you before we recorded. (laughs) 
Damn, Laura wins D and D. Oh no, my card game puzzle. My, my alternative solution was going to be to dip my hand in the soup and see if it hurt me and see if it did exactly two damage, and then maybe throw it. <laughs> All right, so paint us a picture of you defeating the giant kangaroo, uh, blackjack dealer. But also keep in mind when you describe this, you're holding a bowl of hot soup in one hand, and that soup is going to come with you. Yes, yes. Um, so McQuack has the soup in one hand and just sort of um, strolls over to Kangaroo Blackjack, whatever his name was. Yeah, Bruce. damn it, there's Kangaroo Jack is right there, Lauren. Kangaroos, <laughs> fuck off! Um, <laughs> you don't have to acknowledge that that movie exists. Um, yes, yeah, so McQuack walks up with the soup in one hand and goes, I really want... What I really want to be doing right now is enjoying this nice dinner, but you're in my way, and apparently you don't think I know how to count, so... And just sort of slaps him across whatever part of him is reachable on the table. The pouch. It's the pouch. Okay, slaps him on the pouch. Uh, Coins just start shooting out of the pouch. My pouch! (laughs) Well, you eat his coin first. (laughs) Simply elementary. Do I return to normal size? You and your mystery soup. Uh, in celebration, McQuack's going to drink the mystery soup. At which point Marky says, you're going to eat all that soup. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I'm going to drink half of it. And then if it, if it suits me, I'll finish it. If not, it's yours. I want a constitution roll. Oh, um, oh, I've got good constitution. 17. Oh, shit. You did good. Okay, you get uh, you add one to your AC for being brave enough to drink the soup. That's oh, actually shit. good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, McQuack's just going to go, Well, see everyone. Winner's room where I'm meant to be. Do your, like, feathers get extra shiny? Oh, of course, yeah. It's, you know, they're, they're better at repelling water now. They're just great. Um, McQuack will hand the nearly empty bowl over to our comedian friend and go, uh, Well, you can lick it clean if you like. And Marky gratefully licks it clean while trying to look dignified. And he actually, I'll roll a performance to see if he looks dignified <laughs> while he does it. <laughs> uh, where are we at? What's our performance? Uh, I'm really curious if he's actually got a good performance stat or not. Oh, shit. Oh, that is the most exquisite, <laughs> dignified, downright dashing looking, pathetic <laughs> scraping of soup from an empty bowl that anyone has ever seen. That was a that 20. How how can you explain to us how this pathetic man licks the licks the end of the soup out of the bowl in a dignified way? Do do you know how that's done? Yes, calling back on his old days of of tumbling and gestural acrobatics, <laughs> he spins the near empty bowl on the end of one finger delicately, as one would a basketball. Spins it, twirls his finger around, and then just slowly extends his tongue right on the rim of the bowl, and then just dips his face into the bowl as it spins <laughs> while going <laughs> Oh, that was bloody lovely. <laughs> At this point, Henri's just going to slide in and go, you're very good with your tongue. 
Especially around the rim. <laughs> no. All the animals are going to be like, wow, did you see that? Whoa, he really liked that soup. Yeah, the halfling from before is like, man, that guy seems extremely successful and talented, but also somehow like the victim. <laughs> <laughs> Marky's utterly frail ego feels assuaged for five minutes of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I should say at this point you return back to size, uh McQuack. Is that your character's name? I keep thinking that's a fake name we've ascribed no, to your character. It's Roger Byron McQuack the fifth. Any any relation to Launchpad McQuack? Um <laughs> For legal reasons, no. <laughs> <laughs> a for legal reasons, no, and B. Uh Roger Byron bought Launchpad's name, you know, years ago. It was a, a whole deed poll thing. It's like, no, I'm buying the name out. <laughs> Uh, when you return back to size, uh, the the kangaroo is fountaining coins out of his pouch, including one particularly large uh, platinum coin, very different from the others. Um, that is unlike the chips, like the plastic chips that are in the casino. This is an actual platinum, proper minted coin. It's a coin of distinction. Mm-hmm. McQuack is going to col- uh, collect all the coins up, particularly this one, and go, So, which of you reckon you've got a... Uh... Got the ambling skills I've got. <laughs> I don't make that noise, but I did to get your attention. Why don't you come over here? I'm a flamingo, so that's what the audience knows now. Do, do flamingos look as terrifying as this one in this picture does? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. Uh, not always, but I when I was looking for pictures, I looked up angry flamingo. So if you look up <laughs> angry flamingo, it's pretty good. They look uh, they look fine until they open their beaks, and you realize like there's little teeth. The the wrong side of the beak appears to be opening. <laughs> well, that's it. The wrong bit of teeth is opening, and there's tiny little needles in there. It's like an upside down pelican to fight the shrimp. Oh yeah. Anyway, so you see a very angry flamingo. Don't Can know. I just say the angry flamingo definitely sounds like a sex move from Urban Dictionary. We didn't have to say it. I definitely tried that one. <laughs> so this flamingo is looming ominously over Pachinko, which apparently is not technically gambling, but who cares? Well, grateful for his soap and temporarily satisfied that people were enamored with a performance. Marquis is now feeling very, very lucky. So he he bounds on over, big smile on his face, a hollow smile. It's it, it's validation through others. It's not going to last him, but he thinks he can chase this up. So he, he he walks over to the angry flamingo and bows. Wow, a gentleman <laughs> bows flamboyantly. Marquis Elkum, at your service. What's all this about then? Is it it? Are you a flamingo in charge of pachinko because flamingo sounds a bit like pachinko? Is that the theme of this? That's our entire naming scheme. Gotcha, because I wasn't sure if you were going to be a cat and it was going to be called Perchinko, but you can have that one. That's not what I ever thought of. Goddamn! See, I must say, I must say, since you've been in here today, your your jokes have been surprisingly on (laughs) colour. Yeah, Jim's too funny for the character concept. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're really funny. Maybe you'll stay here and perform forever. Anyways, Pachinko! <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound threatening at all. In fact, I'd like a steady job. So what are we doing here now? Uh... Pachink. <laughs> Roll the Pachink! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
20? Is it just a D20 to Pachink? <laughs> just, sorry, just, do we keep saying Pachink for the whole rest of the game? Uh, Pachink me out there, daddy. Okay, uh, um, I have Pachunk, and it is a, it is a mere two. Ooh, that's such a bad Pachink, my dude. It's so bad that you get Pachunked right into the machine. Oh, no. You Pachinked right into the Pachunk slot. <laughs> that's the noise. Now you're befucked. <laughs> He's surprised he could fit in because he was quite pachonky. <laughs> God damn it. Roll initiative. Roll initiative. Alright, it must be on initiative. Alright. Oh dear. I got 12. 23. Right. I, I hate to point this out, but you rolled. You didn't roll a d20 plus 3. I you rolled, rolled 20. 20 plus 3. <laughs> I, I noticed this because I did this once and had to call myself out for it. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Hang on. I'll fix that. Still not bad. 19. Uh, Marky, you're falling through the pachinko machine because you've been shrunk and pulled inside and you are hitting every lever on the way down. Uh, what do you do? Uh, okay. Well, um, as a, a trained jester... Uh, <laughs> I am proficient in acrobatics, if that would... That sounds extremely useful. I'd roll it. Sounds good. I mean, if you're falling, yeah. Okay, don't forget the D on D20. <laughs> I rarely forget the D, so I'm ashamed of myself I did earlier. <laughs> in that case, that would be a plus six on that, and that would be 17 on tumbling to try and um, move with the inertia and more bounce willingly from the the pegs rather than smack into them instead of bonking you're chonking i don't know so yeah you're falling at terminal velocity toward a big metal pin inside that's supposed to bounce you all around but you're using your expert tumbler uh, acrobatic skills i think years years of being a jester you've fallen drunkenly down a lot of stairs <laughs> in your time and so you know how to use your own momentum to minimize damage and so you're you're going with the flow and you're going to take uh minimized damage so good job okay uh, so you only take six damage as you hit a bumper, and you have uh, you see below you a number of cups, and there's um, one just says failure, uh, one is full of spikes, and the other one says grand prize. Okay. Um, I wonder some... which gym will pick. I spike, spike, spikes. I mean, sp spikes <laughs> is tempting. Spikes, spikes, spikes. But I, I will aim for grand prize. Mm-hmm. So I think you want to make an athletics uh, check to try to parkour your way through the pachinko machine. Okay, athletics. That's a good sentence. <laughs> a mere six. Very bad. Uh, the pachinko flamingo. The flamingo? I, I succumb to your pun. The flamingo... Nope, I fucked it up again. The pachinko flamingo pecks the machine very hard with its bill. Bam, bam. And jostles it so badly you miss wildly go careening down the machine. You First of all, you hit a pin. So let me do some damage. You are going to take uh, four damage as you hit a pin, and then you fall through the bottom of the machine, and magically are reset at the top and begin falling again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will I'll roll athletics again. Uh, sorry, uh, acrobatics again to minimize my damage here. Sixteen. There you go, You're minimizing the damage again. The flamingo says. See, it's technically a, ga a game of skill under Japanese law. 
five damage uh, as you hit the bumper yet again, and you're careening towards the three cups. I would like to say you've seen the flamingo peck the glass now, and there's a tiny crack in there. The smart thing to do would be to try and get towards the crack, but the word grand prize is very tempting for a down-on-your-luck jester. Who is surprisingly agile. Oh, it it never left him. He tells everyone, it never left me. (laughs) I still got it. He could have made varsity. (laughs) So I guess I'll try athletics again to uh, try and get into that grand prize. 16. All right, yeah, you actually fall right towards the cup this time, and it looks like you're going to get in, and the flamingo pecks the machine. Bam, bam, and jostles it, and you miss the cup by inches. Marky, you take six damage as you uh, hit a pin and go back to the top again. The crack is widening in the glass. It's at this point... It's at this point that I just remembered I got Featherfall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone loves that classic dice funk gag, realizing you had a spell that solved the puzzle after you almost die. Well, some, you know, you get bonked real hard with some pachinko pegs. Mm -hmm. Somebody say bonked? (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) The supersonic horny hearing. So at this point, Marky will cast Featherfall on himself, which I believe is no roll. It's a reaction, yeah. Just, it really kind of just makes you immune to this combat scenario, is what that spell says. Yeah, I'm looking in the Dungeon Master's Guide, and it says, uh, yeah, you're fucked, Austin. This isn't going to work anymore. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so gracefully, um, I guess he can just maneuver his way down without fear and, and just head to the... Still for the grand prize. Still hasn't learned his lesson there. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the flamingo just give uh, the flam- flamingo just stares daggers into your soul as you slowly float down in the inside of the pachinko machine, not touching anything, so he can't even jostle you. And and Marky looks through the glass and smiles and flips him the flamingo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's praying for that? Marky, you are expelled from the machine in a shower of coins, including one platinum one, much different than the chips around it. Cackling. <laughs> I'm eating real food tonight. He scoops all the coins up. Uh, at this point, you also see the halfling who uh, took your money earlier at Porker uh, walks up to a secret door in the back. It's not secret. You can see it. I don't know why I said it was secret. There's a black door, a black wooden door at the back. This one's guarded by a tiger. Um, and you see that the the door doesn't have a handle. Instead, it has three slots. And the halfling pulls three platinum coins out of his pocket, puts them in the slots, and the door opens. And he disappears inside. Ooh. And the tiger resumes its post outside this door. How auspicious. Must resist flirting with tiger. <laughs> well, you may want to flirt with the tiger. But then you hear, hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so cute. Uh, and when you turn around, you see a uh, abnormally large crab. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, not holding a knife is in the picture, but he's at the craps table because it's crabs. Lauren learned this technique for me where instead of writing jokes, you just find funny pictures and then get people to laugh at them. Oh, yeah. It, it helps with the terror. Mm-hmm. 
yep. that I'm feeling. One of the weaker Flaming Lips albums, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> I've encountered my fair share of crabs before. <sighs> Were they this big? Usually a little smaller, but anyway. <laughs> hey, you like dice? Those ones did have knives, though. <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they bites? Uh, sure, I am very up for some dice. What's up with the... Are you using those weighted dice you talked about earlier? Uh, yeah, I want to use my sleight of hand to swap for my weighted dice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's roll that and see if you escape the polar bear. Ten. Nah, dog. <laughs> Uh, so, Honoré, you go into your pocket and you pull out some weighted dice and you're going to try to slip those into the game of crabs instead of craps. Uh, and you feel a, a, a heavy paw on your shoulder and a voice just says in your ear, Nah, dog. This ain't it, chief. <laughs> I'm a cat. Rude. He holds out a paw as if to take your dice. Can I use sleight of hand to give him the other dice? <laughs> <laughs> Please try. <laughs> Sixteen. All right, let me let me roll a uh, perception here against you. Yeah, how perceptive is your polar bear? Uh, I only got ten against sixteen, so I don't. Th- <laughs> the polar bear is going to take your dice and then, in exchange, put a uh, gamble mole in your hand, the aforementioned plush gambling doll for children. You know, for kids. Um, and the the little uh, plush says to you. Hi, I'm Pokey Pete, the porcupine. Please, get your parents' credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, aren't you just adorable? Nothing's cuter than money. Remember the three numbers on the back. (laughs) Hey, I'm a crab. I'm here playing (laughs) crabaps. Crabaps. I'm a big fan of baps. Tell me more. <laughs> it's like craps, but uh, it's crabaps because I like to say crabaps. Uh, <laughs> I saw you try and cheat there. That's not cool. Still want to play though because I got nothing else to do with my time. All right, so I guess probably Lauren, you don't actually know how craps works, which is fine. Is it? Yep, <laughs> because it's D and D. No one knows how crabs works. I know you don't want snake eyes. So this, there's a big table. It's recessed. Like there's a tall, uh, almost like walls around it. And there's the green felt area. And there's numbers and there's colors. And you just put chips down and then you throw dice. And then the person gives you money if you win. And you don't really have to think about any of it. That's part of uh, the the strategy is that you you don't really know what you're doing. It's then it's nothing. Pick pick a number on a d10 and then roll a d10 to see if you you land on the number you picked. That's the best way to simulate that. Does okay. having the weighted dice help? Of course. You get advantage, which we haven't done this session. Advantage means roll twice and take usually the higher, but you can take the one you want because you have control over them. Okay, I'm rolling for seven. Six and two. Not so good. So you lose. Lauren, do you want to do crab voice here? Hey, you're awful. <laughs> Why are all your employees so combative? <laughs> Look at his life! <laughs> All the animals in this casino are quite rude. I mean, so is the jester, to be honest. Naughty little casino animals. Ain't so much easier to make you spend money. What I'm being mean. <laughs> Alright, Henri, you got sucked into the craps game, which, because it's in a recessed table, is like almost like being trapped in a, like a coliseum with high walls all around you, preventing your escape. Um, 
or a hole in the ground. Do I still have my porcupine? <laughs> you still have the gamble mole, yeah. Remember, if it's just cosmetic, it's not real gambling. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't win, you better keep trying. It's got to win eventually. Mm-hmm. So propped up on the other side of the craps table is a giant crab who's going to begin uh, uh, hurling dice down on you. Uh, you see here... Uh, Lauren, do you want to... I mean, I'm do, I don't want to do your job for you. You have a whole thing set up, so... In the crabat In the crabaps table. My table. My name is... Mr. Crabapple. <laughs> uh, he, he'll be throwing dice at you, and you will have to both dodge getting smushed by the dice, and then also there's that little hooky thing. Uh, imagine it kind of like the classic joke where somebody's on stage and they've been there for too long, and you like hook them out. It's like that. So if he hooks you, he gets to pinch you with his claw, and then you just start back over. Oh no, I'm going to get goosed. <laughs> And then Austin will do the math, make the math happen. But Mr. Krabapple is here just to babble. <laughs> With his claw. Dog. <laughs> so you have to escape without getting krabappled. Roll initiative. Crabs can actually move very quickly side to side, so higher initiative than you think. 22. Whoa. Hi, I'm Mr. Krabapple. I'm 19. crawling here. <laughs> Good try, Henri, but it's Krabapple in time. 12 and 18 on those tumbling dice. Uh, one of those is definitely going to hit. Uh, that's eight. That's a that's the full the full Monty there. Uh, you get hit right in the face by a good old D6. That's my precious face. Why would you do this to me? Hey, people love scars. They're hot. It's true. I do like a good scar. All right, Henri, it's your turn. You're inside of the craps table with its tall, its tall, smooth walls. I guess I want to start with perception. All right, roll that. Oh, seven. Mm, I want to try to give you something funny instead of just saying, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the answer is no, fuck you. But I will say, so there's part of the table that's lower than the rest. Um, so that would probably be your best, uh, bet. You failed your perception check, so I'm giving you something obvious that any idiot could see. Which is that the one of the, part of the wall is a little shorter. Which is just a true thing about craps tables. Does it look like you can get over it? Not, not without additional help. <laughs> you could try climbing on the porcupine and... How big is it? It's my porcupine, it's my tiny porcupine, I'm not risking it. I'm not leaving it behind. No porcupine <laughs> left behind. All right, so perception check was your turn. Uh, so then he's going to use the craps stick, the craps hook. I bet there's a, a specific term for that, and someone's going to tell me in the comments. Thank you. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Hero. The brave yeah. troops who correct us on the podcast uh, as the crab tries to pull you in to pinch you. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Yeah, see, you love the pinch. 21. Damn, big success. Uh, so you're going to take half of that damage. You only take eight as you do not get pulled up and pinched. You just get hit with the big stick and it's your turn again. <laughs> I want to use my cat claws to try and get up the side, just digging into the walls because it's bathed. So of all the people to get stuck inside the climbing challenge, a cat is the ideal person. So athletics check to climb the wall with just your bear claws. Cat claws, not bear claws. The kitty yeah. claws, I assure you. Uh, 13. Uh, 13's above average, so you make some progress. Not full progress, uh, but the crab is going to throw more dice. 7 is a miss, 22 is a hit. Mm. Please don't hurt me. 
10 damage. <laughs> How you doing, Henri? I have six health. All right. I don't know if you can survive another hit from the dice. You're halfway up the wall of the craps table with your cat claws. What do you do? I'm going to try and climb the other half. Athletics check. Nine. All right. So you're going to... F- you're going to fail and get crushed by these dice. Anybody else want to help? Your friend's climbing up the side of this thing. I'm going to try and cast Minor Illusion. Um, and I'm going to try and make it look like Henri has fallen back down to the, the bottom of the table. So that when the craps hook comes back in, it's going for the wrong place. All right, I'm going to roll Perception for the crab to see with its stock eyes if it catches on to your illusion. I feel like crabs don't see well. Uh, 11. That's going to fail against your spell save DC, huh? Yeah, that does not hit my spell save DC. Yeah. So the crab's going to lose a turn throwing dice at the wrong spot on the wall. Henri, one more chance. Halfway up the wall. Someone save me or I'm going to haunt you in a way that is not my usual manner of haunting. 18! All right, Henri, you get all the way up onto the lip of the crab's table. It's just you on this ledge with the crab. What do you do? I want to run at the crab and try and shove him off the side of the table and hope that he'll die. Yep, uh, do a strength attack. That's not a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's fun. 16. Yep, you you just sho- you tell me what you do. I just want to shove him really hard and hiss. Uh, so you, you ru- just rush the crab who's sitting on the edge of the table that you climb yeah. up to. His stick is too long. He can't defend himself at close range because he's just like reaching out with the, the hook and you're too close and you just shoulder charge him. He flips uh, into the chasm of the crab's table and lands upside down. The little leggy's kicking in the air. Hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> oh, no. I can't be working with him like this. Oh, I want to dive in and just scratch every bit that looks tender. <laughs> oh no, oh. my meats! <laughs> I think you dive down on top of the crab, at which point you begin rapidly increasing in size, and you just land on this crab. Uh, my carapace! All the chips go like flying in a big, uh, you know, tsunami of chips as you return to normal size, including the platinum coin, which hits the ground in the casino and begins rolling away because you're doing a belly flop on a crab. Um, as soon as I saw the shiny thing, I just dived after that. On all fours, no dignity. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, acrobatics to chase the to chase the coin? Oh, no. Wrong one. Eight. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so it's, you, have to scramble, you have to scramble up out of the craps table, and I think the, the crab grabs you, pinches you uh, on the toe, and doesn't let you get away fast enough, and the coin rolls over to the marquee. Who has the first chance to get this valuable coin? <laughs> All right, uh, I will grab after it. Acrobatics, did you say? Yeah. All righty. We're just having a full-on Three Stooges chase. <laughs> that would be ten. Oh, that's average. Do you want to try to get in there, uh, McQuack? Yeah, I'm going in. I feel like McQuack would be proficient at swimming in money. <laughs> uh, but not chasing it. Eight! Not great! All three members of the party fail. Interesting. I think the coin uh, slips uh, between your fingers, goes under a table, into the other side of the room, uh, where someone else picks it up. Okay, who's who's grabbed the coin? Lauren, this is my favorite part of D&D, improv and NPC. <laughs> okay, give me a second, I gotta think of an animal. 
But bear in mind, we're going to ask about their name, every aspect of their backstory. We're going to want to know Social it security. As long as I can flirt with them. <laughs> it's a penguin. <gasps> My favourite. Whack, whack. Oh, wow. I found a coin. Um, excuse me. That is my coin. It's uh, rolled away. Finders keepers. Um, McQuack is gonna try and cast a charm person. Oh fuck! I just made this <laughs> character up. What's my thing? That's your job now, Austin. They need to do a wisdom save of some kind. I can. Let's say this penguin is just drunk on fish. Got that good fish. Oh, I botched. Oh, wow. That's a minus two botch. You're the most handsome person I've ever seen. I want to give you everything I own. Well, you see, I'm a man of great wealth, and as you can see, that coin clearly belongs to me. It's a, you can see the stature and the dignity of it. it clearly it belongs. See, I have another one right here. You see, there's this oh, oh, wow. I am not worthy. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, as as reward... You can take a good long look at me and tell people I met the very rich duck. Oh, I met the very rich duck. <laughs> and back into the room I go. Hello, beautiful penguin. Your breath smells amazing. Do you have any fish, I ask, in your accent? No fish, but, uh, you know, in my pack I've got ten feet of string. Maybe we could... Oh no, I room an adult. You could dangle it for me. <laughs> the penguin's gonna run away. The polar bear points to a, a sign and that's hanging in the casino very prom- prominently that says, No Shibari. <laughs> <laughs> this is separate, I've got Rob for that. I was just hoping maybe they'd dangle it for me for a while and they just bat it around. That's what they all say. <laughs> you have to wonder what kind of stuff goes on in this casino so regularly they need such a prominent sign. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, goodness. Um, so McQuack walks back in and um, offers to Henri, um, I suppose, I suppose you'll be wanting this back then. Ah, we... Well, I suppose that'll be a favour for me down the line, but I'll call on that later. Here you go. Um, Henri's just going to try and rub his face on you. <laughs> Not that kind of favour. Alright, so y'all... we we got to put our coins in the door. Yes, I'm a tiger now. I'm doing this voice because it's not distinct and Austin will yell at me for it later. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I know. No, it's, I'm going to be the tiger then. Yeah, you be the tiger. Do it. It's me, Tanya the tiger. How are you doing? Hello, Tanya. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Pleased to meet you. I'm Henri. Henri on the main. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you body slam that crab. That was hot. Yeah. Do you like to dangle string? <laughs> she just points to the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the polar bear doesn't have to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are eyes everywhere. Uh-huh. I, you don't have to roll to seduce this tiger because you actually have the coins to get inside. But this is how every D&D session works is you see an NPC and you decide, I'm going to try to fuck this. Yeah, that's how D&D works. I mean, you did do the sexy baby voice. It's kind of your fault. No, I can get sexy. Do it. <laughs> You're going to challenge me? I'm challenging you. Push yourself. No. Yes. Not, it's, no, this is a different holiday. That's a different holiday. No, I'm in charge now. Do it. We'll, we'll have to get uh, somebody to do a special sexy Valentine's episode coming up. No. Wow, wow, wow. All right, coins in the door, Lauren. All right. Coins in the door. 
Uh, I'm gonna make sound effects. Does no. does Marky um, part with his coin willingly? He's already got loads of the uh, like loads of coins from Pachinko, so feeling quite lucky and really wants to know what's behind the black scary door, which certainly will only have further riches inside. So <laughs> no worries. It's not ominous at all. Pokey Pete the porcupine says to Henri, <laughs> "Tell all your friends to get gamblemos." Every character comes in five colors. Don't you think my little porcupine is really cute? Perhaps we should all invest. It keeps telling me things. <laughs> it shams me so. <laughs> you shouldn't be friends with people who don't join in your ecosystem. Multi-loving marketing is just another word for friendship. You notice that they're selling gamble moles in this room. Yeah, I'm buying a gamble mole. What kind? I want... Hmm, I want, like, a pelican that keeps telling me to put the coins in its mouth. <laughs> I'm Perry the Pelican. Fill up my, my disgusting mouth pouch. <laughs> Where's the money go? Nobody knows. I actually know, knew somebody who got attacked by a pelican, and they're, like, deathly afraid of pelicans. Pelicans are scary. It's just kind of hilarious. Do you know who I'm talking about, Lauren? No, but now I feel like I know who it is. Do you? Well, I know it's somebody I know, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is. It's somebody you went to school with. She was a smaller lady and almost got carried off by a fucking pelican. (laughs) (laughs) It's extremely good. Florida's wild, y'all. That's amazing. Good state. Good state. Okay. The more you spend, the cooler you are. (laughs) Gambling isn't cocaine. It couldn't possibly be addictive. Anyway, okay, so you put the coins in. It eats them. That's what it does. Fog comes out the door like a spooky haunted house. <laughs> and all of a sudden from darkness, uh, it's too bright, your eyes hurt, and you are inside a giant roulette wheel. I I feel like this is a good time to point out something that I've just remembered. Um, that charm person I did on the penguin was a level one spell. Roll. I'm doing that roll. I keep forgetting about the wild magic table. Uh, six. What does six get me? Roller skates. <laughs> I get roller skates. You're on roller skates, so you have a disadvantage on, like, dexterity type shit, because you're on roller skates. That's especially good for the whole room that is one giant roulette wheel. <laughs> I'm busy. That's one <laughs> track. That's perfect for skating. Basically a roller derby track. Can you do 27 in 5? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so this entire room is one giant roulette. Uh, just the, the spinning track. I assume everybody has seen a roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. instead of a ball, the ball... Well, you see a hedgehog walk out. The size of this is equivalent size. The ball's a hedgehog and he will stab you if he lands on you. Oh shit. Hello friend, how are you? <laughs> that's the noise hedgehogs make. <laughs> I was say that's very inside baseball. <laughs> they just make that noise a lot. Uh, he's balls up. He's ready to go. Oh, I'm ready to go. Austin, roll initiative. Everybody else, roll initiative. All of us. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's group group fight time. So the door closes behind you. The roulette, wheel, the roulette wheel starts spinning. There's a giant hedgehog that acts as the ball. There are, the numbers on the wheel are 1 to 36, and they are black and red, except for the green zero. 
Those are important details I have just given you. Internalize them. Thank you. What was it? 36, did you say? 1 to 36. Yeah. And a 0 that's green, unlike the red and black rest of the numbers. Okay. Um, I rolled an 8 on initiative. Uh, 20. 22? All right, Henri, it's your turn. The whole room begins to spin. Um, so has Hedgehogs already started rolling? It's just starting, yeah. Can I move to the middle of the wheel? And sort of get out of the way? So the the middle of the wheel, if, I don't know if you see in a roulette, but there's like a big, um, what do you want to call it? Like, not a pillar. It's but... tall. It's like the top a of the circus. spindle thing. Could I sort of hang on to one of those little protrusions at the top of the spinny thing? Um, I th- so you try to climb. There's like an incline from the, from the slots to the middle, and you'll slide back down. And as, as it picks up speed, that's going to become untenable. I think getting towards the middle is probably going to be better for me, because otherwise I'm going to get hit by the ball, which is going to have to be stuck to the outside of the wheel. I should say everybody's healed up from a short rest. I just oh, I assume, yeah, that you all did that because to not do so would be suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we sat down in the in the previous room and just enjoyed looking at our fancy money coins and flirted with a tiger. <laughs> yeah, so Henri, it's your turn. The wheel begins to spin. What do you do? I think investigation. I've got to try and work out what the hell to do. Very thoughtful. It is not a good modifier. <laughs> Nine. Not good enough. Uh, you see that this room is rather rather featureless. You haven't been shrunk like the last room. It's just this entire room is one roulette wheel. Um, but you don't see any obvious way out. There's no like levers or switches or anything. You, you failed the check, so you do not get any useful information except for the fact that um, you don't see a, a, a way out. I will say, hmm, I will say one thing. You don't see the halfling that came in here. Everyone, I've noticed that I have not seen that halfling that came in here. <laughs> Marquis, your turn. Um, okay, this looks like a, is the, the the roulette wheel itself is spinning now, you say? Yep, yeah. it's, yep, yep, yep. Um, not as thoughtful as Henri. Uh, <laughs> Marquis sees the green zero, notices it's different from the others, so it's gotta be good. and i feel like this is another job for acrobatics to try and finesse my way towards it okay rats only a nine yep so you you go running to the green zero on the wheel and you just trip over your dumbass feet you have a better funnier way to go to eat shit on this wheel (laughs) um Really, he just breaks his face on one of the spokes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like full blood. He's not a funny jester. It's just horrible to look at. <laughs> All right, so we'll interpret that as a panic as the room begins spinning. Uh, Henri just stares at the walls and just like, I don't see nothing. Marquis. <laughs> I think we just bet on red because there seems to be a bit more of it now. <laughs> Marquis gets a uh, gets a facelift and it is now McQuack's turn. McQuack, save your friends or acquaintances. One moment as Marquis spits out some teeth and says, "Bet on red. That's a good one." McQuack wants to get to whatever is directly opposite the zero on the wheel and cast fear, which is a third level spell. Mm, I'm trying to interpret what you're doing here. Can you can you walk me through your idea? So I'll walk you through my idea. Um. Fear is a spell that makes a thing that is very scary to the thing that sees it, and the thing must get as far away from me as possible. 
I am hoping that this the the ball, which is sentient, it's a ham, uh, it's a uh, hedgehog, um, will get scared and will roll around to the furthest possible spot away. I'm trying to get the hedgehog to land on zero. Um. Okay. So you cast fear on the hedgehog, and it's already scared. It's a hedgehog. Oh. <sighs> The, he- the hedgehog uh, is terrified. It's uncontrollable. It couldn't change direction if it wants to. The room is now spinning at full blast. So this is now out of the hedgehog's control. Okay. Um, everyone, dexterity saving throw as the, sp- the ball of spikes comes careening around the ring and all of you need to dodge it. Um, three. Fail. Oh, no. Nine. Blimey. Five. I've realized I've got, I've got disadvantage as well, haven't I? Because you're on roller skates. Ooh, I rolled very poorly. Only five damage as each of you gets a face full of spines. Um, I will say, wild magic for the fear? Uh, four. What's four on the wild magic table? Well, you can lose your roller skates. I will grant you that. But you have to scream everything you say. <laughs> I have to scream everything I say! I miss the roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not my problem. I'm an editing nightmare. <laughs> Henri, it's your turn. Um, you see McQuack went skating to the other uh, side of the of the wheel and cast a spell on the hedgehog. Didn't do anything. Uh, Marquis busted his face and you are uh, you have yet to act. Can I try and tie the rope around the central pillar and to myself <laughs> to keep myself in the center well away from the big rolling ball? Yeah, sure. What kind of role do you think you, you wanted to take out your bondage sex rope and tie yourself to the, the center mast? There's no signs in this room. That's I, true. You found a loophole. Dexterity? Sure, dog. Slight, slight of hand. Can I roll slight of hand for it? Yeah, fuck me up. Fuck me up, Henri. 17. Yeah, you lasso the center pillar at the, in the middle of the wheel, and the, the centrifugal force, I think, is going to start, like, literally, like, whipping you around. You know the vomit comet they train astronauts in? <laughs> at least I didn't have any of the soup. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now there's, a, there's an Henri, there's a horny cat man uh, just uh, orbiting this wheel now. I think you're out of range of the, the hedgehog, which is good, but you are going to, you're, you're going to start feeling very queasy. I'm nearer the center, though, so it's less spinning. <laughs> Whatever you gotta tell yourself. Marquis, it's, it's your turn. You found your tooth. Okay, so with blood streaming out of his mouth, he figures he can't screw that up again. So he goes for another go at the acrobatics towards the green zero. Mm-hmm. Ten. That's average, so I say you, you can stumble up onto the, the, the zero slot and, like, hunker down in it. Um, the spin, the force of the spinning may force you out of it, but you're there for now. There aren't any immediate effects. You didn't, you didn't beat the game by coming into the zero, but you're standing there now. Uh, do you have any idea of what you're trying to accomplish? Um, Marky figured that if he got on the zero, everything would be okay, and he's now very confused that everything is still not okay. <laughs> it's extremely unfair to have this <laughs> expectation thrust upon him. <laughs> in a, in a way, he's like. He's being discriminated against? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> we come th- these liberal hedgehogs with their <laughs> with their modern roulette wheels. I imagine if that hedgehog landed on the zero things would be very different, but you know, 
It's just, it's just not fair. McQuack, it's your turn. Uh, you see Henri is uh, going on an adventure. Henri has basically turned himself into a kite. <laughs> <laughs> How much cat vomit is there on the wheel now? And the marquee is hunkering down in the zero slot. The hedgehog's coming around again. What do you do? Um, okay, so I just remembered something. Because I'm an Aarakocra, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> Which Featherfall part two. Allows me to not be spinning, so... I want to use fly and then try and come back down on the zero. Yeah, you don't need to make a roll for that. You can land on top of uh, the marquee. (laughs) Okay, and then when I land, I'm going to cast a level one spell, Disguise Self. (laughs) Okay. I want to disguise myself as the hedgehog. Okay, so you do that, and the hedgehog, who's rolled up in a ball, terrified out of its mind, and it cannot react to anything, even if it wanted to, is going to slam into the marquee and McQuack. Ten damage. Uh, you can't dex if you're going to stay in the zero. So. Also, wild magic. I gotta do a wild magic. Did did becoming a hedgehog on the zero do anything? No. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be like right. I'm going to solve your puzzle. Uh, three. What is three on the table? Fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> so now I can't help You only just fly. landed. You're just stuck to the ceiling. No, no. I, 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 I'm flapping my wings as much as I can, but I can't go down. This is the opposite of what flying is supposed to be. <laughs> you just keep going up. Wait, birds can't burp, can they? Uh, no, I am not able to burp. I have people to do that for me. Honor, <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. You see McQuack stuck to the ceiling. Marquis is uh, hunkered down in the zero. You're still attached to the center column. What do you do? Uh, uh, I just want to roll perception and see if I can work out what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's a two. There were two hedgehogs. McQuack's on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> there's now a hedgehog. A flying hedgehog on the roof. That's right, a flying hedgehog on the roof. <laughs> 22. Here's what I'll say with a 22. You notice on both sides of the zero, both are red. Mm-hmm. With your incredible perception, you notice they're a different shade of red than all the others. All the other red slots on the wheel. Almost as if stained by blood. What's the color next to the red one directly next to the green? Uh, so it alternates red, black, red, black, red, black, red, black all around the all around the wheel, except for the green zero. But the 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 bloody ones what I'm trying to get at is the, the bloody ones are actually red, not just stained red with blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the, the okay. two red ones next to the green zero are stained with blood. That sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds like something do a splat on the green. Can I loosen my rope slightly and try and just hold my sword out and stab the hedgehog as it comes <gasps> past? Oh, no, oh, scared hedgehog! You can stab the terrified hedgehog who has no control over its abilities at this point if you want. That's a valid role-playing choice. What's the side of the wheel made of? Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Wood or metal? <laughs> it's w- magic. <laughs> it's not relevant, I promise. Okay, I want to try and stab both of my short swords into the wall at a height that would block the rolling um, hedgehog. Why don't you roll me animal handling to handle this animal? 
Eleven. Marquis, your turn. You're in the zero still. You see Henri trying to stop the hedgehog by sticking swords in the wall. Not not the correct tact, <laughs> you, you surmise, but perhaps the correct idea. With the hedgehog outside and the wheel spinning, I think what I'm going to do is try and get a bit of protection for myself and cast <laughs> Leoman's Tiny Hut. Oh, I love the tiny hut. It's my it is it is my favorite spell of all time. <laughs> it's a tiny hut. And I feel that will at least protect me from the hedgehog. Uh-huh. This is the part where Austin has to decide if he wants to burst your bubble because I believe Liamman's tiny hut has a significant casting time, 1 minute. That is true. Uh and every round is every round is 6 seconds, so it would take 10 rounds of combat and you will not survive Ooh. that long. Ooh. That is true. Ooh. I forgot about Ooh. the casting time. Give, give me a sec. Give me a sec. I think I can maybe do a thing to help. Um, you want to spend sorcerer points to quicken the spell? Yeah, because I have a, th- a meta magic thing called quicken spell. I spend one action point to make a spell um, uh, from one action. Oh, that, that makes you it... cast a spell? Oh, uh, that's when I cast a spell. So this is okay. not how the rules work, but I think it's an imp- a good role-playing moment here. What's a... Gr- yeah. Let's all agree that this is something outside of combat. Combat ends. We're in the role-playing zone now. We can make a decision here. If you want to work together, uh, McQuack, to spend your sorcerer points to help uh, Marquis cast Liam's tiny hut, we can do this. Yes, I'm. I'm. that's where my sorcerer points are going. Speed up that hut. Okay, Marquis starts casting Liamon's tiny hut, which is literally just summons a magical protective hut in the zero spot. You see that he's not going to finish in time. The hedgehog's flying around the the circuit, is going to roll over him and leave him a bloody, gory smear on the roulette wheel. (laughs) And you, stuck to the ceiling, decide that this aggression will not stand, and you dump your sorcerer's uh, points into him in a uncharacteristic act of generosity i would say and you you spend uh, all those points uh helping him cast the spell and just before the hedgehog flattens him the hut springs up in the zero slot and the hedgehog slams into the hut which is invulnerable stopping its momentum and the hedgehog which is a giant spiky ball settles down into the zero cup um i will note it was not an act of generosity. McQuack will be using this to leverage more of the winnings for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I see. The, the yeah, day. it's, you know, <laughs> I helped you not get squished, therefore, money, money, money. Money, money, money! Money! Anybody have Liam and Tiny Hut handy to read to the audience? I realize not everyone in the audience has every spell memorized. A ten-foot radius, a mobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary for the duration. Um, up to nine creatures can fit in it. Um, it can be any colour you choose. What colour is it, Jim? <laughs> green. Alright, there's a giant uh, green, not giant, there's a tiny, by definition, tiny green uh, hut now, and the hedgehog comes to a rest in the zero slot. And there is a click noise, and the roulette wheel begins slowing down. Um, that hedgehog is gonna be is gonna be nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use my last uh, first level spell slot to do charm person to make sure sh- make sure that the uh, hedgehog's okay. Roll medicine to check on the hedgehog. I will say. Uh, medicine. We gotta try to get one of every roll, <laughs> so you don't feel like you wasted any of your stats. 18 on medicine. That's good. 
Yeah, McQuack, McQuack was McQuack was taught how to be a doctor. He's never once used it because you know that's a poor person thing. Yeah, that's that's getting your hands dirty, very literally. <laughs> now, are you still? Do the fizzy lifting drinks wear off, or are you just like grabbing on to Henri as the, like falling down with the kite man? Well, you know what? I think much like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, while not burping, you do slowly start to come down. Can ducks fart? That's a question. Is that a solution? No. Well, actually, I know the answer to that because my mom has a pet duck and they can. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, that's that's the solution to McQuack can't burp. All right. So, so, uh, yeah, McQuack slowly lowers to the floor and checks on the hog, who is very tired, uh, but not critically injured. And you are able to soothe it as it uh, takes a little nap on the floor. Hedgehog snore, in case you didn't know. Oh, It's very good. Um, at this point, as the wheel slows down, Henri, you can come to a rest from your swinging adventure. Uh, McQuack gets down to the floor, and uh, Marquis, you're still in your globe. You can come out anytime you want. There's no more danger. But I will say the black door you came through opens, and on the other side, you hear the sound of applause. I haven't heard that in a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Please clap. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that we, we are the winners of the winners' room. The winners of the winners of the winners. As you say that, McQuack, you hear a voice boom out uh, from every direction. And it says, mm, You solved my puzzle! <laughs> Is it a Skeksis? <laughs> mm, maybe! Marquis! <laughs> <laughs> mm, Come out and claim your prize! McQuack confidently strolls in that direction. There is nothing suspicious about this. Marquis is now less trusting of everything. (laughs) And and moves towards it with a little less confidence. Yeah, I will say everyone heals up from uh, hit dice at this point as you, you stumble, shaking and bleeding out of the roulette room. And you see that the casino has ceased... All activity. Mm. All the the animals are kind of standing creepily at attention, like eyes glassy, not... Staring at you. Exactly. All the patrons seem to have disappeared. and The room is, like, all red now. Uh-oh. Everything's red. A red room? Oh. And the voice says, Mmm! My name is Jebediah Spookinelli! <laughs> or as my friends call me, Mr. Spooky. Is is this a situation where I can't like the surname Baker? Is this one of those things where you sort of fall into it with a family name or something? It was not my dream to run a casino. I always wanted to bring smiles to the face of children, but no one accepted my gamblemals. I accepted a gamblemal. I love man. I'm very, very partial to my little tiny pointy friend. It sounds like you and I have had very similar career paths. <laughs> <laughs> I was shunned by the censors who did not think my gamble moles were appropriate for the masses. Exactly! The censors! Getting in the way, moral guardians! <laughs> I couldn't follow my dreams, so I had to open this casino. Well, it's a lovely casino. Um... Ori's gonna just, like, rub his face on the walls and purr a bit. Mm, stop that! <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, I did not mean to overstep. 
after I was persecuted by Big Brother for my desire to run a business as I saw fit, I was forced, forced, to strike a pact with the great fiends Mammon and Moloch to run my business without onerous regulations. I, I'm going to ask one question. If you were making a pact with a demon, could you not have made a pact with the demon for your, uh, your, your gamblimals to do well? Not even demons are powerful enough to sway <laughs> the legislature. I don't know. I know some demons with with a lot of money that sway legislature in in the world. Ooh. To be honest, the legislature is mostly demons. Gamble <laughs> yeah, <one> film. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, you all are walking through this the casino now? You're like back to the entrance almost, just like looking at all the animals standing stock still. As if frozen. None of the machines are working anymore. There's like an eerie red light. So we won, we won. I and and we. I assume we'll be leaving with our winnings. Yes, yes, yes. Marky, fired up by all this, is actually on a uh, a poker table now, ranting at the animals about censorship <laughs> and how <laughs> whether it's jokes about how Moloch did nothing wrong or gambling. <laughs> free speech is free speech and should be protected. And Henri's still trying to chat up that tiger. The, yeah, the tiger is standing still as if, like, as if it had its batteries ripped out. It's just standing there, like, senseless. It's fine, you know, just give me the cold shoulder. <laughs> don't want to talk to me, I guess. I'm very sorry, I will leave you alone. Uh, so, while Henri's flirting and uh, Marquis is talking about politics... Uh, and another thing, I didn't even know her parents were dead, so you can't blame me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was laughing. Everyone else was laughing. Kick me out of the bar. Uh, McQuack, you get back to the first room and you notice the entrance, the door to the outside is gone. Sybil, Sybil, um, the door appears to be missing. Make me a new one. Uh, your, your legion of manservants are also gone. <gasps> oh no, not the manservants. The manservants. That's right. The rather hoping we might see Cyril again. Mmm. <laughs> the world outside is cruel. They stifle your ambitions. They won't let you sell gamblemoles. Why would you ever want to go back? And there's a long list of words I'm not allowed to say anymore. They were perfectly fine to say twenty years ago. Well, well. Marquis is loving this. <laughs> this is exactly your kind of person. Yeah. This is yeah. This is absolutely everything that that he stands for. Um, M- McQuack just responds. Um, well, I love to your gamblemole, and um, I can't go and spread the word about how much I love your gamblemoles with my you know vast fortune with which I could put into you know advertising and whatnot if I'm not allowed to live. Jebediah Spookinelli <laughs> says, Wouldn't you rather stay here with me? Forever? <laughs> Why would I want to stay here forever when outside, all of this money that I have in here could be making compound interest in a high-yield bond? Bond, you say? <laughs> Question. Checks out. If I stay here forever, will you give me a Saturday night slot for a stand-up set? As long as you don't unionize. <laughs> Never cared for the unions anyway. It's full of snowflakes. <laughs> oh my god! I must say the unions are rather terrible for my bottom line. They they want living wages. <laughs> Somebody say bottom. <laughs> I love that. 
to the characters are like just just the guy. <laughs> They're the same as the guy. <laughs> um Okay. Investigation. Uh-huh. I wanna look for weaknesses in this in this house man. Or is it a man house? Which whichever it is, I wanna I want uh, ha, ha, sixteen. I've, I'm investigating. How do I do? Lauren, why don't you describe, uh, pursuant to the picture you was put in the roll 20, what's going on? Uh, where the door used to be uh, are some teeth-like uh, wall. It's like a wall, but it looks like teeth. <laughs> Made of some, like, sort of splintered wood. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, the smash hit? Maybe monster house. <laughs> so the ca- the casino the the walls are growing teeth. You're saying yes, because the the house is a man. The man is a house, and is going to eat you. I'm I'm curious why you've waited until we've won all your games before trying to eat us, rather than just having a bunch of people enter the building and then eat them. I'm always in the market for new employees. I'm I'm already an animal. Quack! Quack! <laughs> you have achieved your job. You could always be more of an animal. No, I'm just a regular duck. Quack, quack, quack. Um, disguise self. And once you're no longer sapient, you won't be able to negotiate for higher wages. Um, or m- any m- wages. McQuack is using disguise self to look like a regular ass duck and is going to commit to just using, just, just quacking until further notice. <laughs> okay. I think um, so. That is a first level spell slot. Wild magic. Two. I do not believe we've had that. Catnip smells. What I wrote down. Hello. <laughs> so, so every cat in the room is on you now. <laughs> You're a duck that smells like catnip. Okay, so I wasn't really planning for this, but because this this casino is entirely staffed by animals, even though Mr. Spookinelli controls his animal employees, their, their, their programming, their curse is overridden by their lust for catnip. And all of the feline employees begin uh, following the quack, but the, the, the curse is still affecting the non felines, but you see, it can be, it can be broken. This isn't hopeless. Yeah. Okay. Um, and with that in mind, um, can I attempt to deceive the house into thinking I have already succumbed to the curse? <laughs> what I love I love your idea, except for the thing <laughs> is that the, the the walls, which are now lined with teeth, begin opening up uh, terrible maws of flame, like demonic flame and hellfire. And Mr. Spookinelli says, "If you want to accept my job offer, just come on in." If you want to accept the curse and become an animal shackled to this casino, uh, you can enter his his terrible demon mouth. Are there any du- other ducks around this casino? Sure. Shove one in there. Can I go hide with the other duck so he doesn't know which duck I am? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Are you going to grab the other duck by the head and just... Do a quick five-cut one Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to stick near the other duck so that the fact that the cats are following me doesn't give me away. Follow the duck, follow the duck. Let him go and put your money so down. So there's just a couple of ducks and then a bunch of cats. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Uh, Henri and Marquis, what do you do? Henri's going to take a moment to just sit on the floor and just clean himself. Like, leg way above head. Just <laughs> <laughs> Leggy out. It's hard to emphasize how little Marquis has to live for 
<laughs> and having found a giant monster casino that believes in free speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's very tempted to walk into the soul-sucking oblivion to own the libs. I mean, <laughs> I've seen enough horror movies to know somebody's got to bite it to demonstrate the, the monster's abilities before you get to the final girl. Marky strolls right in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I don't think they expected that. Jebediah Spookinelli devours uh, the Marquis. Marquis Hailquim. And what kind of animal do you get transmogrified into? Uh, a hairless dog. Oh. I was going to say, does he turn into a pig? Uh, there's different kinds. The, the Chinese crester or the, or the one that I can't It's the, the Mexican hairless dog that uh, someone changed their names to in the credits, and I really botched the pronunciation. I know who that guy is. I just don't know how to say it. Zolit Sun... Oh, fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's X-O-L-O-I-T-Z-C-U-I-N-T-L-I. <laughs> impossible to pronounce but all right so uh that's you now yeah marky hailquim is now a hairless uh, dog and comes like uh padding out of the the hell mouth just compliant and nice you still talk though yeah you, you could still talk but you can't you can't uh you've signed an nda uh, vis-a-vis the curse <laughs> oh no that's not very free speechy <gasps> why not go in there join the spookinelli family <laughs> Or he's just gonna stand up and and start making just just (laughs) and just slightly backing up, like arse in the air, front paws forward. So you're coughing up a hairball, correct? I'm attempting to gross out the house. Yes. (laughs) You don't want me. I have hairballs. Yeah, I don't think the house is particularly impressed. In fact, I on his good carpet. I think a crystal chandelier is going to fall on you. Dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Nine. Fail. You take ten damage as it hits you and knocks you to the ground, and it looks like the casino is going to start fighting back if you don't accept his offer. Um, I'm going to cast fear on the house. (laughs) Um, can I make the house scared? That the sensors have come back and they're here in full force this time. So you possibly could, but Laura, we've been playing D&D for a while. I'm sure you're aware that bosses have an ability called a legendary resistance, and they can choose to succeed if they would otherwise fail. So, unfortunately, you cast fear, and Mr. Jebediah Spookinelli is going to choose to succeed on that and is not going to be frightened of you. Um... I do get a wild magic roll for that, because that was a third level spell. You're almost out. At this point, I think we just got to pick. <laughs> uh, what numbers are left? <laughs> uh, one, seven, and eight. Okay, let's see if we can get one of those. Oh, seven! This would have been funny earlier, but uh, <laughs> a la Gambit, as discussed earlier, you just uncontrollably are shooting cards out. Like a machine gun from your sleeves. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Can I use this somehow to my advantage? <laughs> I don't know. Henri and McQuack are going to be devoured by this house if you don't figure out something soon. Um, Marquis Hailcomb already won the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> he got. He literally got his best ending. Uh-huh. 
But if you two want to ever leave this casino, you better figure something out. Uh, well, Laura's within five feet of the casino, so I want to use sneak attack to attack the casino. Okay, roll. So, botch. Botch. That's not good. Uh, Henri, you pulled a sword and you just stab the, the wall, which is now fleshy and covered in teeth. Um, and instead of harming Jebediah Spookinelli, you see all of the animals, including our friend uh, Marky Halequim, uh, recoil as if, as, as if wounded. Ah, oh, what are you doing? Join us! Join us, Henry! The casino buffet serves nothing but meat! No soy at all! <laughs> <laughs> Legally speaking, corporations are their own separate people. You cannot hurt me by damaging the business. Yeah, did you say that the animals recoiled? Yes, the animals are bound to the casino by a terrible curse, and trying to hurt trying to hurt the building will only hurt the employees, not the owner. Looking around, is there anywhere that's like a like would be a vault or a safe or anywhere where the money that the chips are exchanged for would go? No, there's n- there's no obvious vault. All of this stuff is run by the curse, kind of autonomously. They don't have to follow the rules of actual casinos. Yeah, I will say you have all the clues if you listened very carefully to Lauren's beautiful descriptions. <laughs> Thank you for being very generous with that. Can I shred my porcupine? <laughs> Oh no, that's that that is the thing that the building tre- treasures. Yes. Gamble balls. Destroy the gamble balls. I don't want to. Okay, so you all want to start destroying the gamble balls that there's the one thing that this CEO ever actually cared about? Yes. Listen, you let us all out of here, including these random animals, and we'll say nothing more about it, and your gamblers can survive. Uh, at this, uh, the f- statue of the founder, uh, Jebediah Spookinelli, oh. at the entrance, begins to stir, and is going to try oh, to pull itself off the pedestal to kill you. Oh shit, yeah, th- there was a statue of him, yes! Haha! My puzzle. <laughs> Marquis, what are you doing at this point as the founder's statue where his soul is bound comes to life to kill the people who won't take his job offer? Dragging his ass on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 20 for me. 10 for me. All right, Honor, you've won every initiative uh, today. Uh, you go first. Uh, okay, let's start stabbing shit. It's a big statue of the Monopoly Man. I really only have stabby things. Yep, that doesn't seem good. Remember, there's a whole environment here. Okay. Try, try maybe domin- domino of slot machines? Sure. <laughs> because that's all I got right now. Um, yeah, I want to sort of try and position myself in such a way that I can push over a slot machine. Like, one of those really big, high-value slots. Was it ocelot slots or sloth slots? Ocelot slots. All right, dexterity. 16. Yep, that's going to do it. Tell me how you do this. So we're, sta- we're this is uh, Chekhov's gunning all the machines from the first arc, <laughs> or first act. They're just slot machines. They were just okay. fast slot machines. Yeah, okay. Um, I just want to sort of leap over behind it with my cat-like leapiness and just shove it as hard as I can uh, as it's lumbering towards Duck Friend. 
All right, so 16 damage as the domino effect of Ocelot slots hits the, the founder's statue. Um, and it seems like when all these machines fall over and break, that uh, Miles of Smiles, the Ocelot, is free of his curse. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, my God. I'm a person again? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that characterization's so deep. <laughs> I'm so happy, and now I'm even more miles for smile. <laughs> All right, it is Jebediah Spucanelli's turn. He's going to try to flatten uh, McQuack with his stony fist. 21 and 15. Both of those are going to hit. All right. 11 damage. I rolled a one on one of those dice. Uh, yeah, as the, the, the statue of the founder just punches you square in the face. Okay. <laughs> Jobs creator! <laughs> Your turn. If there's one expert in trickle down economics, it's me, and they're gonna come trickling down all on you. <laughs> that that worse. Cute. That did worse than I meant it to. <laughs> um, McQuack is gonna use the remaining sorcery points uh, to pump, uh, to return a third level spell slot. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna use magic missile at third level. Mm -hmm. Because of that, instead of getting the normal three attacks, I'm going to get five. That's a lot. So, I want to use two of those attacks to destroy some of the uh, the machines in the casino to try and free some more friends, and three of them to attack the, uh, the, the statue. Roll damage as your magic missiles begin just machine gunning through the casino, destroying... You destroy por Porker... And the pig changes back. You can destroy sloth slots and change the sloth back. I, w I want those two back. Let's get them back. And then three of these will be... Should I just roll the three that are going to attack the uh, statue? Yep. Okay, so that's two plus four plus five. So that's nine. Eleven damage, but I also freed two friends. Mmm, you're a class traitor. <laughs> oh, no, no, I... I... My issue is more your your gaining of wealth is getting in the my, way of my gaining of wealth. <laughs> okay. and if there's one thing more important than you know us all as billionaires being able to gain wealth, it's me as an individual being able to hold that wealth. I don't want I don't want to be I don't want to be part of a machine that makes money. I want to be the one that makes money. Uh, Marquis, any thoughts as all the the employees who have been bound to this casino start turning back? But an exclusive contract! <laughs> an exclusive contract and you're taking it from me! If you help us to, uh, to do this, you made me chuckle earlier. You can come work for me. Paid contract if you help us get out of here. Yeah, come on, funky bunch. <laughs> Marquis, should I add you into the initiative? Or are you going to take McQuack's deal? You can pay all of my corporate events. I can make any jokes I like. <laughs> and make any jokes you like and because I'm paying the people to be there none of them can complain I'm pretty sure <laughs> they have to laugh that's all he ever wanted was for an audience that's forced to laugh at everything he's ever said <laughs> god we've created the worst fucking character <laughs> Marquis Hailquim it's your turn you're a hairless dog what do you do is, is it bad that I, I I'm trying to work out in my head whether Water damage would destroy a pachinko machine because I really just want to use the pun pisschinko. <laughs> pisschinko. 
Can I charge at the flamingo so I can smash its head into the glass that it was pecking at earlier? <gasps> I figured if I, if I can smash its beak through the rest of the glass, I might be able to break the whole thing. Yeah, this wasn't what I was setting up. I was thinking maybe you could bust through the glass to escape the pachinko machine, but this this is another way to bring it full circle. You smash the flamingo's face through the glass, uh, freeing him for his curse, but also really hurting his noggin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think probably this time when this person changes back, they're a pretty, they're a, like a big badass fighter who can join in this proper. Do you have a good voice, Lauren, for him? I'm Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a good egg, Lauren. Let's kick some house ass. <laughs> All right, Mr. Bubbles is going to charge in. He's going to pick up a, just a, a roll of a roll of quarters. <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking like a whole like metal bar stool. Uh, okay, I was thinking like a bag full of quarters. Just, no, uh, yeah, okay, come on. I'm going to take off a sock. I'm going to fill it full of quarters. Yeah, exactly, and Mr. Bubbles is going to go ham on the statue. Hey, shit, motherfucker! Henri, your turn. Okay, I'm going to run over to the craps table and just start just just claw straight through all the bays just really tear that thing up you tear the craps table apart and the crab turns back lauren what if he was just a crab before (laughs) (laughs) but now he does have a knife yeah now he has his knife back (laughs) he's got a knife (laughs) you idiot we've all got knives we all got knives uh he's just gonna start stabbing the floor. Okay. He's a crab. Ve- very unhelpful. But that's what Mr. Bubbles is for. Uh, so, Mr. Spookinelli picks up two polar bears uh, and begins wielding them. <laughs> <laughs> you just wield polar bears? He's absolutely wielding polar bears against, I think, the ungrateful employee Marquis Halequim. Uh, 12 and 7. Do either of those hit? Uh, do the polar bears hit? Uh, the 12 does, yes. Oh, wait, no, hold on. I, I think I forgot. No, I forgot to add my decks when I did that, so that would be... Um, Too late, I've already hit you. <laughs> Lesson learned. He bonks you with an entire polar bear. Okay. All right, and now it is... I can't read my own handwriting, so I guess it could be anybody's turn. McQuack, it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm gonna do, um, my final sorcery point to get back one magic missile, to do one more magic missile, um, targeting the Outback Blackjack for one, and the statue for the other. Now, the kangaroo is established as being incredibly jacked. When he turns back into a person, is he not jacked for the contrast? He's a giant. Oh, like an actual giant, the the D&D creature. Yes. So he just immediately bursts into the ceiling. Yep. <laughs> uh, three damage to the statue, plus one of those final remaining wild magics. Oh, please, yes. So was it seven and eight? No, one and eight. Yes, I need a one or an eight. Um, They're both very good for what's happening, in my opinion. Um, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> like, I was going to keep going until we get one. <laughs> yeah. Absolute nonsense. Oh, eight. Uh, my eight says Sasquatch hovering in a T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I become? No, you get one. <gasps> Sasquatch appears in the room hovering in a T-pose to establish dominance. Um, 
Can I... Can, can I tell it to charge? Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just gonna... <laughs> What's it charging? The statue? Yeah, Austin, what a Sasquatch dance. Yeah. McQuack is just... Is, is just gonna shout. Fine, finally, another manservant. Off you go, attack! Uh, no, the Sasquatch is going to crowd in to Spookinelli's uh, space, just really uh, hover over him aggressively and giving anyone who attacks him advantage. Nice. Uh. Uh, Marquis, Hailquim, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to get behind the sloth slots and start chewing at the power cable. Let's <laughs> go <a> goblin. <laughs> Total goblin. All right, so you tear up the sloth slots, turning the, what's the sloth turn into? A track and field star. <laughs> it's full running gear, ready to go. They came into a casino ready to go to a track meet? <laughs> they, were like, they were like, oh man, I forgot to bring a bottle of water. I could probably buy one in the casino. Oh no, I'm a sloth. All right, Henri, it's your turn. Uh, the, the Sasquatch is establishing dominance, so anything you do will get advantage. Trip it up? Make it smash itself under its own weight, maybe? Hmm. Oh, okay, I want to run around with my rope. <gasps> no, the my sex rope! Shibari rope. Yes. <laughs> no, no shibari it's in very the specifically the sex rope. Uh, run around and tie its feet together. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mr. Spookadelli points to the no shibari sign. <laughs> <laughs> As he tumbles over. Okay, what does he crash through to destroy the statue on his way down? What's the most poetic oh, way to just, kill him? Just through the wall into the demon fire. Yeah, into his own teeth. Yeah. Wall teeth. So you, t- you you tie him up like an uh, an ATAT from Star Wars, and the, the Jebediah Spookinelli stumbles backwards into the the maw of his own evil casino, which chomps down on him as he falls backwards into the fiery mouth, and he's crushed, and half of him falls into the fires, and he says, mm, "Looks like I'm gonna need a golden parachute." I was trying to think of a golden parachute featherfall joke earlier, so I'm glad you got to one. Uh, capitalism's fucked up. Yeah, and th- the statue cracks in half, and the top part, the head, which presumably contains the actual mind of this man, tumbles into the fires of the abyss and is destroyed. And all the animals, except for the crab, turn back into people or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, someone in the background is like, yo, wh- how'd that crab even get in here? <laughs> Mr. Crabapple, and I'm gonna step apple. <laughs> Who let this crab gamble? What's your crustacean policy? I have an eighth! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is hard to argue with. <laughs> what do you have? A knife! <sighs> so everyone, everyone gets to leave happily, I assume. Um... Yeah, and since none of the security guards are security guards anymore, I feel like you could steal whatever you want. Okay, Henri's going for all of the gammon moles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm collecting them like beanie babies now. The casino collapses, right? It just like, f- falls apart. Like it, t- it was turning into a mouth of teeth, so it, it rots away and collapses. But all of the actual money in here is still just real money. I mean, people came in and spent real money. Why would he have a casino if he couldn't just hoard money like a dragon? So all of a sudden, all of the survivors are surrounded by just huge, endless piles of money. Money and stuffed animals. 
While Marquis fills his pockets, he gets with Crabapple and asks if Crabapple has ever considered comedy and if they'd be into a double act. McQuack is going to call all of the manservants to come and collect as much money as they can. Oh, I thought you were going to say to come, like, carry you on a palanquin. Oh, that too! (laughs) So the tiger security guard that Henri was hitting on earlier, what does she look like turned back into a person? A tiger tabaxi, because I'm an original. Yeah, because it's weird otherwise. Hey there, big boy. Hello, darling. You know, I've still got that piece of string. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the way you use it. Uh, But I dangle it for you for a while and you can bat it and then (laughs) maybe you will hold it for me. (laughs) Okay, and then do you want to just roll for sex or? (laughs) (laughs) What do you roll for sex? Uh, The way he does it, acrobatics. Damn. This is very do, silly. Do tabaxi also have barbed penises? <laughs> what about penises? Cats have barbed penises. No, it is so spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Halloween episode. <laughs> Trick or treat, cat sex is bad. So did you say that uh, Henri is taking the, uh, the, 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 what's it, uh, the gambler moles? Yes, I like to imagine that perhaps some of your catnip smell has worn off on them. <laughs> and we will, my friend and I will just chase them around for a while. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a proposition for everyone. So, how's this sound? We sell all of the, uh, all of the gambler moles, make a new uh, industry, and you come along and tell terrible tasteless jokes that are, you know, probably not permissible. Sounds brilliant to me. We'll be like a happy little business family. Henry's going to cuddle the gamblemoles closer to him and just go... Fine, fine. I get to be rich and racist to live in the dream. The villains won. <laughs> and all the people who were cursed are just like, I wonder if my wife is still waiting for me. <laughs> it's a really spooky ending. <laughs> if she's not... I don't have a job. Has my house been foreclosed on? Yeah, um, McQuack... <laughs> Ignores all of their cries and just sort of heads off into the sunset with uh, his his new racist comedian friend <laughs> <laughs> on the palanquin. After after multiple seasons of Dice Funk of trying to be a good person and having like mixed happiness in the endings and you know various things not achieved, it's nice to play an asshole and to get what I want. I'm just pleased I got to abuse Austin with yet another pun name. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh... Your credit keepers, Austin Yokai and Spooky Licious. Nerd. No one got Austin Yokai when I did it because Americans have no culture. I did. Are you doing Austin Gorski again this year? Oh, I guess that's more accessible. Should I be Austin Gorski? It's good. Okay, I'll be Austin Gorski. We're getting spooky here. Mm-hmm. Uh ooh, debt collector. <laughs> now I'm spooked. <laughs> Ooh, responsibilities. I am. I'm already thinking about pumpkins and bats and candy. I do like candy. 
All right, October 2019 credits. I have a special spooky Halloween announcement, which is I went through and I changed it from alphabetical to pledge. So now if you want to stunt on the rest of the community, you can get on the top of the list by having uh, more success in our capitalist system. That seems rude. Is it? Yeah, man. Let the can't let the pores play too. I say as a poor. People were gaming the system. They were just putting more and more uh, punctuation at the beginning of their name to skip it to the top. And Austin's having none of that. <laughs> no. Also, I just realized I could do that. I'm extremely dumb. Executive producers for Halloween 2019. No, <laughs> oh, that's what this month is called, Halloween. The whole month is Halloween. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade. Squire Roaster Octopus. <laughs> Octopus. Arcanist of Rylea. Brent. Still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. Devin. Conduit of Evolution. <gasps> I bet there's going to be some new Eevees for Sword and Shield. Oh, fuck. Give me that new Eevee. Ah, uh, the cult of Gorfinex. <laughs> That's the sound of you looking for your place. Ro- Rob Dakin, conduit of delay. Johnny is my celebrity hall pass. Fuck you too, Austin. See, that makes sense. I would fuck Johnny. Paul Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> Alice in the Purple, conduit of TPK and first D&D sesh ever. And my boyfriend was DM, which means he's ex- either extremely funny and cool or very bad at DMing. <laughs> both are good options. Toshiro Kuro, conduit of forgetting both my password and birthday and hoping I... And then ran out of space. Toshiro Kuro forgot a lot of things this month. <laughs> oh, fuck. Andrew Grothin. Francois V. Hedron Master. Lord General Bone Shitter. Oh no, you just spoiled my villain for the next arc. Lord General <laughs> Bone Shitter is a very good name. Uh Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random. Conduit of Would You Like a Hug? Vinny, conduit of boo jobs. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was boob jobs or blow jobs, but spooky. They're both good though. Or if it's just like, ooh, jobs are spooky. Oh, yeah, I guess jobs are spooky. You're the goat man now, Doctor. Z23619. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Morgan Rapp. Am too sad to be funny. Sparkle. Oh no, Sparkle. Pet a cat. We need a new holiday for depressed people. That could be our jam. That's called the whole year. (laughs) All right, sing Uh... the next one. Let's talk about snacks, baby. Let's talk about you, Auntie. Tis I, Zedster. 69 Spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. <laughs> a Bozog blew my cover eight, full of hate, now we skate. <laughs> a buddy cop movie starring Drop Goodwood and Blake Ferris. I feel like having Conrad and Johnny... In the same call. It's a powerful amount of whiteness. Oh, I was going to say, it's either going to be a disaster or the funniest thing ever. I love them. I'm just saying the the caucasity is off the charts. Pot kettle, Austin. A werewolf the Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of Austin's favorite date ooze. (laughs) Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. 
An otter eating a jack-o'-lantern. I saw that video and I sent it to you. I know. I sent it to a lot of other people. <laughs> it's gone viral now. Andrew Birmingham. I hope otters like pumpkins, you know? I feel like everybody likes pumpkins They because it's like delicious. It's a universal flavor. Yeah. Andrew Feggi. There's a pronunciation guide because I can't talk words. Andrew Feggi, conduit of candles and the burning thereof. I'm here for it. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, worshipper of the Spider Queen and conduit of Halloween B-Day, NRG. Happy birthday? That's an extremely metal birthday to have is Halloween. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ariadne, conduit of sick threads. I like the mythology pun. Arjun de Koning. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it. Ash spent $120 on Lauren's titty. <laughs> you sure did. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. Austin! Mm, Lauren's Kixie's voice. <laughs> the people Isaac, crave it. Conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. The people have spoken. Becky Toothill, pro- property of Janiac. Beef Swellington, conduit of meat. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. B-Ray Echo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this one in the Skeksis voice this month. How do you feel about that? I'm here for it. Mm, before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> Blackstone, conduit of you on T. Lauren, buying Lauren's titty picture. Blue Six. Boness. Or is it bones? Every month. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons, and shivers down your spine. But nut nut button. <laughs> <laughs> All caps. Buy Wendy's meat cube. <laughs> I'm actually out here. I'm a Wendy's stan. I don't really have fast food or caffeine or anything fun anymore because I'm dying. But Wendy's meat cube- cubes rule. Callum, I swear to fuck, dude. Moose better be real. Turner. <laughs> I considered that it's a psyop. Oh no, Moose! Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. Caretaker of Her Majesty Elizabeth Ann Buckleberry of the Sire. Oh boy, that's a word. Sirhoptalim. I bet that's just like a scientific name for like a flower or something. Sirhoptalim? I'm gonna Google that while you read the next one. You're gonna Google that while I take a sip of my water because my mouth is dry. Damn, dude, I called this one from space. This is a 3.1 from the other side of the court. Seroptolim is a, ge- a genus of orchids. Oh, orchids are dope. I have them on my back. Carried oh. one. Conduit <laughs> of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. I forgot about your tattoo. I was like, well, are you just covered in flowers? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> are you about? you okay, Doc? Chance, conduit of wasted potential. Charlie, Jonathan Holmes is a lovely boy. Chocolate. We should have Jonathan Holmes on an episode. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No. Is that Jonathan from Road Rules? Yes, it's Jonathan uh, Holmes from Road Rules. Jonathan okay, off Road Rules. I, uh, his last name is from Road Rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, conduit of bad decisions, walling. Christ, man, the resurrected, looking for brains to snack on. He's a lich, not a zombie. We've established this previously. Nerd. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. 
completely legit Callum Turner. Callum, your name raises more questions than it answers. Oh no, there's two. Now they gotta fight each other. Oh my god, they almost snuck that past me. They have to fight. That's fair. Corm is about to start his dream job. Follow your dreams. Good job. I'm proud of you. Cormac the Knife, Conduit of Knives. <laughs> I mean, if you know who you are, you know. Cause Midnight. Cause Conduit of Dark Matter. I know that's just like a space thing, but it's also the final boss of one of the Kirby games, and I'm picturing that guy. It's extremely good. Is he cute? No. The final boss of every Kirby game is like a terrifying uh, horror monster. You know who's cute? Dogs. King DDD. I like King DDD. He's a bear. He's a penguin. <laughs> what did you say? I said King Dedede is a bear. He is? Do you, not the animal. The, never mind. Counterfifth. Oh, no. I just got it. Thank you. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Q, spooky cumber. Bitch. Spooky. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Davis Fridley. Dawning Frost. <laughs> Deathworm Jim, conduit of goblins. Goblins? I think they want us to say it like that. Goblins. Our patented goblin voice. Catch him in bed with a goblin. Decibel. Dennis Pancake Detlifson. DM Tau, now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Doctor 101. Doctor Izix. Dragon Nexus, conduit of taking too long to support you. Don't feel bad. I don't have. I can't support half the artists I like. It's, oh yeah, it's it's hard out there, homie. But I appreciate everyone who can, like Dylan and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The same joke we make every month. The dog. Oh, I'm just gonna fuck it up again. Dylan huh? and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also dishes. Dylan, conduit of. Well, come on, Dylan. You're going to make me say this with my mouth? It's the only mouth I have, Dylan. Dylan, conduit of panties on your head. I don't even like the word panties. It's not It's not for me. Ebrand, spoke, spooky, spooky name. Ebrand, spooky name. Ebrand, your life. I'm going to go back and edit every time we said spooky to say spooky. Spooky. <laughs> it's too much work. Einar J. Ecoran. Elder Dog. Elderly goose busy summoning the untitled goose to respond to disrupt lives. See, that's not spooky in the Halloween tradition. That's like scary. Geese are terrifying in like an un-Halloween way. You know, I love them too much for me. They have so much neck. (laughs) Eldritch horror, finally. Eldritch horror, formerly known as S. Kearney. Eleanor, no not deceased, Periton, horned vampire lady with depression. Mood. See, that was the same name as last month. I didn't even have to change it. Oh. Aline, time to get spoopy. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Aline. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, a witch cursed me not to directly reveal moose. End my nightmare, Emma. I mean, it does make sense if the reason we can't guess what Moose is is because the witch is involved and is, is like, stopping our scrying abilities. Read the next name, you nerd. Empress Quinn and Fair Slurping. Mil- <laughs> milky tentacles from beyond the stars. You've been getting all the nasty ones and I love it. 
<laughs> Tentacles don't even slurp. Uh, Indigo Bandane. Did you lose your place again? No. Erwin Erwin Lelagadek. Oh, apparently there's maintenance people here. Hello. Doing loud stuff outside. Oops. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my place again. Did you say Florian H yet? Nope. Florian H. Foobar. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Ginger beers. Got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. Wow, that's a precarious place to be. <laughs> Grapefruit juice. Graphite conduit of rhetorical actions. Would Lauren prefer date I date retoy? Is that something backwards? Yacht no, it's nothing backwards. Lauren, <laughs> would you prefer that? <laughs> um, I am very dumb. Uh-huh. So I don't know what that is. Okay, well, we both are stumped. Guinevere Cummings. Hafthor Grundison, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer. Harley Astor. I can only do the British accent when reading that one specific name now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been broken. It's a curse. Harris and Andrew. Harry, king, the jock dumbass of my dreams. Everyone's horned for king. Hex Maniac Erica. It's a Pokemon reference. It sure is. He's a good Brent, dogs. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingemar Grimon. Is this a Dice Funk of, of Horse crossover episode? Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. Are you a fan of Tux? I am. Were you on Of Horse yet? Uh, I was on it. The episode hasn't come out yet. Okay. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac, the spoop Miss Dom, is ready to spank some pumpkins. Okay. Jasper, certified god of sherbet. They already have the facial expressions for the spankings, I feel like. Oh, they're like... <gasps> There's J- definitely uh, small lines from the outside noise. That's fine. It's spooky. J. Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jerry got on tired flowers. Moo, Jerry. Jermaine Walls, conduit of cryptid grappling. That's called snuggling. <laughs> Jess Faget, conduit of veggies. Joanna the Wrenchwitch. Are pumpkins veggies? I know they're gourds. Is a gourd a veggie? I don't know. John Madeira will be a polar bear in the next Bloody Roar. John Potts. Do, what do you want to be in the next Bloody Roar? Me? Mm-hmm. A beluga. <laughs> okay. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit... Conduit. <laughs> That's something else. No! John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, revengeance paladin of sun dragons. Man, the revengeance soundtrack whips ass. Have you listened to it recently? I asked rhetorically, knowing you haven't played revengeance. A cat is here now. Okay, well... I care I, about that more than the thing you just said. It's because you haven't listened to it. It whips ass. <laughs> I bet it does. Oh, fuck, I lost a place again. Oh my god, are you okay? I'm sleepy. Jew man Jack. The Ripper was a punk-ass incel. <laughs> <laughs> Support sex workers. Tell Jack the Ripper to fuck off. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. 
Justin, conduit of loving monster people. I was thinking earlier how there's like no humans in this season at all. Humans suck. All monster people. Jorgen, Indy Monster, Weinwick, Ford, conduit of name butchering. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi regular regret. Kiefer Lowe. Keladry, not her magnificent cat Mitzi, who slew Kel in her sleep. Is there Mitzi? A cat, a cat murder? Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing us goddamn PhD dissertation. We believe in you. Ken Taroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kanuku fan. Kitty Foe, warm, breathing burrito inside your pocket. I don't want the burrito to breathe in. Why is it in my pocket? Maybe it's like a ferret. It's like a metaphorical burrito and it's in your pocket sleeping. Okay, that I'm okay with. I miss oh. ferrets. You can read the next one. No. <laughs> burrito prime horny for bussy since bussy i don't like it bussy since 2000x christina conduit of modrons in bedsheet ghost costumes themselves that's the cutest thing i've thought of in like a week it is cute think about it criterion 3.33 i am not a reference you are i've seen it crystal conduit of buying greens and forgetting them in the crisper abyss Dude, Crystal, I'm right there with you. Kyle Badsvik. <laughs> Only two A's, but I like your spirit. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady, Leoplardon is not a dinosaur, Lauren. Misfit, you know what I meant. You got owned, bench. I'll never be owned. It's a Cretaceous animal. It doesn't make How a dinosaur. How about you suck my dick, Austin? You didn't even know what they were. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Larry Yellingman. Yellingman, who has a really cool podcast called Humans Hollering at News, and I was on an episode. You should check it out. Wow, you cheated on our podcast, huh? Oh my god, you're such a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Lassie or Lass, L-A-S-S-E, too poor to patron patron cruise last month, sorry. Don't be sorry, it's a miracle anybody can do anything in 2019 ever i appreciate everything it's amazing incredible Mwah. i love Lauren's you. mom's grown duck conduit of cuddles <laughs> they got tired of you correcting them about whose duck it was well because if i had a duck there'd be a lot it'd like literally be the only thing i talked about for like ever do you like ducks more than geese they're different you can't take you don't have the courage to take a stand I like them both. Ducks are little homies, and then geese are little monsters that I love. Lavy the ghoulie gob. Let Cordelia for you, coward. I did. I was. I've been so nice to Cordelia and her. To just the worst plans. She should be dead. I cannot kill Lauren. I give you an inch, and everyone demands I give you a yard. It's because they love me. They do. Also, who doesn't love Lauren? Liam Sutton, Conduit of Headaches. Lauren Cates, going for Halloween as 17 pounds of Bozog kicks in a 10-pound bag. <laughs> that would be great to explain to the cops. <laughs> like, why'd you kick this person in half? And they're like, well, listen, there's a D&D podcast. <laughs> this is going to take a while to explain. And then they just shoot you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Loki, Loki, a meat, a meat prison fueled by pumpkin spice. It's relatable. Loot of my mouth. <laughs> Ludovico Limited. Lulu Skidoo. Luther, the conduit of Berzico. Ooh. What do they go? What do they go? 
Ooh. Manticore Deathlord. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett's is finishing his goddamn PhD dissertation. Oh, the anxiety. I believe in you. We got a lot of doctors in these credits. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neo Scum Schultz. Maximum Side Boob 8, Fellowship of the Side Boob. Maybe the real Squid Cap was the friends we made along the way. I have a confession to make. What's that? I drank some non-dairy chocolate milk. Oh, no. And chocolate has caffeine in it, so I have been a bad boy. Why are you just in the middle of the credits feel you have to fucking narc on yourself? <laughs> because I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> Majin, conduit of screaming internally. Melbent. Melissa the Dice Goblin. Oh, they gotta do the Skeksis voice. Mm, Melissa the Dice Goblin loves Skeksis voice. Michael Hall. They're all Skeksis. Mm, Mikkel Minkler. Conduit. Isn't it Michelle? Conduit of Zungenbrecher. <laughs> Fuck oh, off. I know how to sp- I know how to do words. Midlife stasis. Mike draws you playing the piano and your mom in the background looking proud. Finally. A service that this person can provide if you need that. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of being a pharmacy student. (laughs) (laughs) I just read it. Mitch McConnell's missing chin. (laughs) Fucking wrecked. (laughs) That's where it's been this whole time. Modified Matthew. Mordekainen's student bedsit. What does that mean? Mordekainen is a canonical wizard from D&D's story. Okay, nerd. (laughs) <laughs> you asked. Mr. Willie Phoenix Steven Lesbian Seagull Blue Bear Shaker. You're not you weren't ever curious when you were looking through the spell book why the M section has a bunch of spells called Mornakinen's X or Mornakinen's Y. You just accepted that? Yeah, it's D&D. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskin's conduit of allergy itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Paye, nope, one particular weasel. Which weasel? That weasel. Which one? The weasel of the power. What power? Who's on first? Paye Rabsberg. Rabsberg. <laughs> Apparently Paye Rabsberg is on first. <laughs> <laughs> no, the jokes just flow into the next names. That's just how it is on this, on this bitch of an earth. Pangolin is a rat fuck bastard queen. Now, is Pangolin you, and you're calling yourself a mean name, or are you sullying the name of a, are you sullying the reputation of a beautiful animal that must be protected? Austin will have his vengeance. I will. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Pyropsychotic, a.k.a. Anne. I added that second part, but that's what it made me think of. Pyropsychotic. Resume Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of efficiency. Please give me some of that. Robert Tuttle. <laughs> oh, me! That's what it looks like. Salad Child. Sean Lyons Burke. Simmons, conduit of harder slatty. Shane Sedgwick. You weren't grossed out. Do I need to do a, a more seductive voice? Yeah. Harder, Slatty. Oh, it's so much breathier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Shane Ware, conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyamorous switches. Sin Milk Tom. <laughs> Sir Octopus, conduit of chivorous cephalopods. 
Sir Professor Archibald H. Cactus, Esquire M.D. Wrangler, 30 to 50 feral hedgehogs, give me all of them. Slime King Mike, Lord of the Phlegmathon. Spaghetto Depressi. <laughs> is that what it's called when all you can get is the buy one, get one spaghetti and sauce at Publix? The Spaghetto Depressi? I'm sorry for everyone who can't shop at Publix because they live in a better part of the, better part. <laughs> <laughs> better part of the country. There's no better part of the country than Publix, a worker-owned store. It does give uh, money to bad politicians, but the employees get shares in the store, so that's good. And also, I'm a popper, so give me that BOGO ice cream. We need the BOGO Spaghetto Depressi. Spinel did nothing wrong! Spooky Jamie doesn't know what costume to wear. I think we had a great suggestion on his Modron's wearing bedsheets. Only nerds will get it, but it's my favorite so far. So you're telling me Jamie has to dress up first as a Modron and then a Modron dressing up as a ghost. Yeah, because when you take your candy, you like theatrically lose your bedsheet and you're like, oh no, accident. But I'm then a they robot. S- and they see you're a robot and that's the punchline. Stefan Lund, also known as Helgram Stephenson. It's a real name, okay? It seems real enough. His last name is Yorski. <laughs> as if I'm going to call somebody else out for their fucking Eastern European last name. <laughs> I mean, my, my my actual original last name was Uvegas, which is Hungarian, so. Yeah. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marsing. Syretha. That's quality Halloween pun. Tales of Inquiry. Good, good. Terraflops. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. See, that one's been here for a couple months, but now it has a spooky flavor that I enjoy. The Precursor. The Skeleton Conduit of Boning. How have we not made that joke yet? I don't know, man. Titty Picks as Legal Tender 2020. That's Lauren's platform. We all know. I would be a fucking millionaire. You're the, you're the new Elon Musk. We would have to di- redistribute your wealth. Okay. <laughs> Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Transient Passerby. Shayness. Vigar Arnston. Violet Skittles Unicorn. If it helps, I am a unicorn. You're welcome. I don't have a Leon impression in the chamber. I should. You really should. I know. Warren Wolfolk. That's a good name for a sheep-like character. Okay, so there's three in a row here which start with numbers. It's X4, Anna, Zelda, Smudge, Persephone, Tortilla, Marty, Clemens, Ramses, Liam. And those are all cat names. Times five, nine months, nine dice front cats, nine lives unite as one. And then time six, the ceremony is complete. Math Tiger awakens. Prepare for math. No! I, feel, I feel like this is like a, a thing that someone says before a magical girl transformation. Oh, it kind of does. Nine months, nine dice funk cats, nine lives unite as one. <laughs> I agree. The cat's like Voltron into a magical girl. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Zephasaurus! Yam spice latte. Oh my that god. That actually sounds fucking delicious. Yams are delicious. Nobody at me. Zoltar the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Haters coming at me talking all this crap. So I just tell them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was the inflection they wanted, but that's what they got. I just, <laughs> I just looked at our recording. We're at 35 minutes, which is truly unacceptable. A, a real failure of our abilities. Um, or if you think about it this way, mm-hmm. it's spooky. I don't. I don't think of it that way at all. Uh, support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash recap. That's Chris, patreon.com slash ofhorse. That's Conrad, patreon.com slash Buzz. That's Laura. We're also on everything from iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. You know the things. They're in the description. Read them. Lauren, where are you? Uh, Rargalicious, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-S. Twitter, I sell titty pics. Buy them. They're good. Music's in the description. Anything else? Uh, sorry, Sketch. Sketch the... Bandcamp.sketch.com? Oh, I meant for the 36 minutes, but also .bandcamp.sketch.com.bandcamp. All right. We got to do a shorter one than 36 minutes. Take two. I'll start no! at the top. <laughs> Some of us want to go back to bed. Some of us should have read faster. Joseph Tombrello. <laughs> back to the top. I know where you live, and I will destroy you. <laughs>